Ooh, yeah! Killer Pod from Outer Space presents War Games. What is up, part of people? Welcome back to another episode of Killer Pop Matter Space. I'm your host, Jeff DiBattista. With me, as always, my co-host, Mr. Vinnie Markle. Good evening, everybody. Welcome back. We're in the new studio. Did we name the studio yet? We have not named it yet. We have yet. not named the studio, but we're in it. And we're coming at you with a new War Games. And we have, it's been a long uh, hiatus but our unofficial third co-host is back with us, Brother Pete. Good evening. Yay, there he is. Everything on, worked out wonderfully. On the phone lines. This, uh, not to brag about it, but this soundboard is delicious. Mm-hmm. We're very happy. Pete, you sound great. <laughs> Thanks. I'm uh, happy to be back, even though not in person. But uh... Yeah, we'll get your ass out here. We're excited for that. I can't wait for catering season to be over. Yeah. I'm not even in catering anymore. I can't wait for it to be over. I'm done with job season. <laughs> How are you, Pete? I'm all right. You know, just uh, keeping on, keeping on. You're in the thick of it, right? As far as work goes? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I took a little time off this week to help uh, my cousin with her wedding, but, um, you know. Still, it's still. It feels like it's time's going just as fast when I'm, uh, you know, just doing non-work stuff. Yeah, yeah. Just doing the damn thing. We all are. Producer, welcome. Hello, producer. Hello. Adjust your headphones so they 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 fit the head. These are this is high quality equipment we bought here. Your your headphones should not be sliding down you like a child. You might need a child set. Yeah. We'll, we'll look into that. Ugh, you're like an adorable little baby. <laughs> you know what you guys should have the thought about is to get one of those, uh, um, like, voice changers like Gary Sinise uses in Ransom. Oh, God. For, for the producer. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, you know what? That's not a bad like idea. It. Yeah. To keep, the identity, to keep the identity secret. I think we could probably get the dude who does uh, Ghostface's voice for pretty cheap. He's doing the conventions right now. <laughs> Maybe for like a short watch us or die. Yeah. Throw him like a 40 spot. Yeah. Throw him like a, well, like, we'll buy two selfies and a couple autographs. <laughs> All right. What should we start city. with here? Start with some beers? Mm-hmm. All right. Excuse me. I had my mouth full of for other our, beer. We're going, we're going two beers tonight. Plus, All I right. believe Pete's got some beer to, to chat about as well. All right, good. And producer has one, too. Oh, look we at got this. beers all around. Beard up tonight. All right. I don't. I think this is a first for the show, which it shouldn't have been, because we love this brewery, but we have uh, uh, Stickman Brews out of Royersford, PA. This is their Plain Chicken Nuggets Pale Ale. This is one of their, I guess you would call it one of their flagships nowadays, and it is damn fine. Um, they are... Some damn good beer out of Southeast PA. Yeah, it's nice. That's uh, r- reminds me of just an old IPA, like an old school IPA. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty cool, man. I haven't had anything that's just basic in so long. It feels like, as it says in the can, it's a stickman. Yeah. Let's drink it. Plain chicky nugs, I like. Pete, what do you got over there? I'm drinking the uh, Ring the Bell unfiltered unfiltered pills from Concha Hawken Brewing Company. Solid. 
Solid. That one. That's my. Uh, that's been my go-to beer this season when I'm at Phillies games. I mean, when I'm not getting the huge Bud Red. Oh, the Bud Red. Oh yeah. Yeah. When I don't get the huge Bud Red, if I'm going cracked, it's definitely ring the bell. I feel like any ball game, sports, whatever. I'm getting the Bud Red Big Boy now, unless they have a PBR one, which I've never seen at a ball game. Producer, what do you got? I am drinking my favorite brewery, Imprint Beer Company. Just slamming things frequent, around. Frequent brewery on the show. Yep, raspberry marshmallow fudge brownie in a nitrogen oh. infused can. Pretty excited Damn. about this. That is. You gotta do a hard pour on that. That's heavy hitter right there. Almost forgot to use a coaster. Sorry. All right. Oh boy. That is dark. That's a, that's a I love sound. it. Yeah. Looks like a chocolate milk. Whew. I like it. I like that color. I like that head. I'm a dark beer man. If Ooh. if uh. Smells good. Let me help you out here. Yeah. Finish her off there. Uh, oh, that's terrible. That's on your guys' show. You're all shaky. Look at you. <laughs> um, uh, I'm a, I'm a dark beer guy, and dark beer season is it's a coming. It is it's a coming in quick, and I'm super stoked. So. I. <laughs> Not gonna get on a pedestal here or a soapbox, but goddamn, I miss that them Springhouse dark beers. I know, me too. It's something to look forward to, and now it's just gone. It's like a sour. Holy moly, that's absurd. I like that a lot. It's good. It's like a sour stout. Whew. That's a nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm not <laughs> drinking more than one of them. Yeah, ever. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, she, she didn't mention it's twelve percent. Yeah. So she's gonna get a little goofy as that's, we go here. That is the wildness, man. Um, you guys got anything on the music front? You know, I do, and I feel like you both might laugh at me for this one because I think it's one of those bands that I've been listening to, just never paid attention to who they are. Uh, little Chelsea Grin. I dig the old stuff. Okay, so I'm not sure what's what. I just stumbled across it the other day, and I was like, this all sounds very familiar. Yeah. Um, they're, like, they're like one of those, I, mean, I feel like it's a... Phrase used all too often. Oh, look, the old stuff, not the new stuff. But with them, it's like almost like the middle stuff. I guess I, they're just very Black Dahlia Murder esque. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, and that's one of my favorite bands. So I, I was like, I've definitely heard this stuff before. I never knew who it was. So yeah, Chelsea Grin. I was walking around clearing my head the other day. I had some of that on. Good stuff. All right. Pete, you dig them? Uh, I've never really listened to them. Oh, okay. But, uh... I'll take your word for it. Yeah, just it's it's a lot of that uh, Black Dahlia murder, high vocal, low vocal, mm-hmm. uh, fast shredding kind of death metal. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but one of their earlier albums in particular, like the whole thing was a banger. Yeah. And then they got, uh, I don't know what the word is, they got a little uh, industrial, I guess, mm-hmm. where they're using a lot of like the... Um, What's ba- it called? Bang and K. Electronic and stuff. Oh, so like uh, Between the Buried and Me kind of. No, no, no. I love Between the Buried and Me. Yeah, uh, so do I, but they also have like nine keyboards in the band now. So. No, not keyboards. Think... Like electronic music. Like the... Yeah, I like think you mean... Depeche Mode? Like, kind of like Attila. Ugh, no. Whoa. We don't, we <laughs> don't mention Attila on this show. <laughs> Fucking hate I mean, that band. I mean, but don't they do that? Don't they do that like techno into metal thing? Isn't that kind of what you're talking about? Um, not, uh, what's that band? They kind of, they were kind of on the forefront of all that. Uh, not Miss May I. Fuck. They were, they, they were death core, but then they kind of sold out. Oh, don't start with sold out stuff. Jesus I can't Christ. remember their name, but definitely not. Was there, a, 
That's what we're talking about. NWO sold out. Yeah. Too sweet. I love like <laughs> I love the whole like it always cracked me up. Like, oh, this band sold out. It's like, yes, they did. Sometimes because they do. Well, because your goal is a not you know if you've been in a band for ten years, your goal is to eventually make money off said band. Like, yeah, duh. Think I care if some kids like, oh man, their stuff four albums ago was way better. Like, yeah, some bands don't even put out two albums, and you know. Uh, um, to touch on that, so uh, you know, this is what it shouldn't be, but in the in the hard rock, all music really community metal community, it's kind of a polarizing. Some people love Metallica, Ugh. as I forever will. Some people hate Metallica. I know you're about to um, say. I really like old Metallica. <laughs> uh, do you know what I'm about to say? Yes. I don't think you. Well, I, anyway, I was just, I saw them on like Jimmy Kimmel recently and they were just like reading some uh, reviews of the Black Album because it's, I guess, the 30th anniversary of the Black Album. So that was kind of funny to see people talk about that. But I wanted to mention that they played a surprise house show at like some club um like two weeks ago or something and opened with whiplash and like played some songs that they don't normally play that's dope oh, that's so, cool. so i thought um, you were gonna say because on that same jimmy kimmel show they also announced that for the anniversary of the black album they're doing a re-release or a remaster i think they're calling it blacklisted and they're bringing in a bunch of artists and the first one they announced they're collabing with is miley cyrus well, she's metal as hell, dude. Yeah, well, they did. What they did was so yeah. they were talking about that. What they did is they they offered up, they contacted a bunch of people, and um, basically were like, instead of like you know some company that has nothing to do with the band having a tribute album made where everybody covers it, they were like, do you want to ask people if they wanted to do a cover of any of their songs to be released with their new box set? Uh, yeah, Ghost just did Enter Sandman. Is that what that's so, for? Yeah. So, okay. but, but but what's funny is that like they didn't like they didn't want to be like you do this, you do that. They're like, yeah, just pick a song. And basically, what they said is everyone either chose Enter Sandman or Nothing Else Matters. <laughs> so they're like, yeah, there's like ten covers of Nothing Else Matters. <laughs> um, but I haven't. I only saw a short clip of uh, Smiley Cyrus on Howard Stern singing with them, but. Um, um, apparently Elton John covers nothing else matters. Apparently some country guy covers it. Some hip hop person covers it. So I don't know. I mean, I'll listen to some of those covers. Like, Elton John sounds interesting. Yeah. I don't know what I, if I had to pick, if I was in a metal band and I had to pick something off the black album, like Motorhead covered Enter Sandman. Yep. It's really good. Um, God, I don't know what I would cover. Unforgiven or... Um, one. Well, no, from the Black Album though. One's not on the Black Album. One, oh, like it has one, to be oh, from the Black Album. You said right. Right. One's yeah. on uh, what in uh, uh, Injustice for All. Okay. Um. Yeah, I don't know what I'd cover off because the Black Album's like the seminal one, right? Like everyone just said, like you got nothing else matters and understand, man. But right. You know, and one. Oh no! Not you keep one. saying uh, one. You really, you really <laughs> no, feeling no, one. No, I meant to say what I said first was unforgiven. Unforgiven on yeah. the album, right? Yeah, and then you can't do uh, the one that Kid Rock did. <laughs> What's that? Devil without a yeah. cause. Yeah. Uh, 
So he pretty much ruined that for everybody else. No good. No good. I don't know. I'd probably just do like wherever I may roam. Yeah. Man, that was a good record when we were kids. Yeah, ape shit for that. And the Enter Sandman video. But I honestly, yeah. not to be like that nerd guy, but old school Metallica is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah, amazing, amazing. But then it just wasn't anymore. And like the Garage Inc. stuff's really fun. I mean, I love S&M. That was a genius move on them. Like, that's an amazing album. That's probably the most listened to Metallica album that I, you know, I go back to. I listen to that a lot. Yeah. Uh-huh. They have S&M 2 out now. Yeah, I saw I that. Like, and I was like, oh, cool. But like, they basically did the same set, but with like a few other songs. I was kind of like, what? like, why wouldn't they have done? I mean, I mean, I know that you have to do some songs, but I feel like they should have done. Well, I mean, dude, we're just turning this into a music podcast tonight. <laughs> um, they ripped off Kiss doing that because Kiss originally did the um, uh, Symphony the, in Australia. Or yeah, like, like the Australian Philharmonic or something like that. And that record's super fun too, but that's when they bounced Ace out and didn't tell anybody. So right. Tommy Thayer was running around pretending to be Ace, and that's why I will never listen to that record again. <laughs> Pisses me off. But like Love Gun with a Symphony is pretty fucking awesome. Hmm. Yeah. All right, um, let's let's move it along. Well, the only thing I have on music. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, Jeff and I and our brother Shane will be attending the. Metal and Craft Beer Festival this upcoming weekend, Saturday. And we're pretty stoked for that. Very. I'm just excited to keep seeing this live music. But Don't but, forget uh, your Vax card. you got to bring your Vax card. Yeah, can you remind me to yeah, bring well. it? Um, all day lineup, but I'm definitely the most excited for the headliners. Uh, we have Municipal Waste and Napalm Death. Yeah, I just can't. I just can't wait to see Napalm Death on stage. Like, how? How? Like how? I don't know. <laughs> they're so old. Uh, the, the old dudes, and they're gonna be like rocking. Like, there's yeah. no way they're gonna be like taking it easy. Yeah, man. The old dudes love it. Like uh, when we saw Obituary, me and that Shane, as a matter of fact, like that dude is like 55, and he's just so happy to be there. He's like high five. Like he's just loving every minute of it. Um. I can actually, I think I can give you an obituary spoiler. Uh, well, maybe not. I can't. Eh, I don't know if I can. Never mind. Okay. A little something from the Outer Heaven new record coming up that I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about. But, but I know. Napalm Death, they're into their 60s. That's gonna wow. Be, that's going to be something. Let's just say there's going to be a guest vocal on <laughs> the, the new Outer Heaven record. And it may or may not be the lead singer from Morbid Angel. We're going to have to delete this episode. Nobody's going to listen to this. Dropping knowledge. All right. What else we got to talk about? Anybody have any news? I have some very fun news, actually. I don't know if either of you saw it. We're all big merch heads, but did you see the horror collection Vans is putting out in October? No. Oh. So it's four different shoes, two slip-ons. No, 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 no. It's a low top and... Two of the like skate highs and a slip on. I only saw the Freddy high top. Skate top. Or skate high. Yeah. So the Freddy skate high, uh, shining skate high. And then maybe it is a slip on, uh, but it's a it slip on, which is the worst of the three or four. Um, it's just the checkered slip on with like some red balloons on it. Mm. And then the coolest one, like art wise, is the Friday the 13th slip on. 
But the coolest one overall is the Freddy High. That thing looks, it just looks so gutter. Yeah. Like the way they painted it, it's just the sweater, but it looks so grimy. I don't know how they did it, but it's great. I love it. What was that? <laughs> that was the van's shoes. You got to keep guess. that on mute, girl. We're recording. <laughs> We in, yeah, the, we in the studio. Fans have songs for their... I guess. Yeah. That was a little teaser commercial. Yeah. So you saw one of them, and Pete, you didn't even know they were coming. No. That's a shock. I, ca- yeah, I can't believe that. I can't believe Pete didn't know about some merch. Sent well, me actually, that while sweet we're in, um, today. We wanted to talk, have a little merch corner on the show. Pete, got anything with our um, any of our, our beloved t-shirt companies releasing anything? Um... Rucking Fountain is releasing a Every Time I Die shirt on. I saw uh, that. Yeah. On Friday, that's a, a throw out to their one of their new songs, um, that they've released. Uh, they've released like four new songs off their upcoming album over the last couple months. Um, uh, that's not horror related, but that's music. But you know, they do a little bit of both. They do um, a little bit of everything. Yeah. I dug um, all the new songs. Are you buying that shirt? Uh, I, <laughs> I, I just like, do I need another every time I die shirt? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm also going to go see them in December at their holiday weekend. So there's going to be a bunch of new merch there. So up in Buffalo, right? Yeah. Ugh, that's cool. That sounds terrible. It's going to be so cold. Well, uh, Buffalo for the gonna, holidays. It's going to be hot in the, in, it's not like an outdoor show. So good. Yeah. It's Buffalo. <laughs> Might as well go to the Arctic Circle. Um, who else? Uh, I haven't seen anything from Pentagram Peter Pan lately. Although I did give them a shout out the other day. Someone, I was wearing my, I have a, uh, one of the, um, fuck, um, uh, Uh, I wish I had typo, the Jeopardy ty- music. <laughs> typo, typo negative uh, shirts that's like kind of like a purplish gray tie dye. Ah, okay. Someone complimented me on it. And I was like, yeah, look up Pentagram Peter Pan. Yeah, um, ty- typo's been getting a lot of love lately. I like that. Yeah. So um, graveyard yeah, has, has been my go-to lately. They just keep putting out good stuff. And I keep buying. Yeah, it. yeah. And yeah, that came for that Halloween collection to come out. Studio House just did a restock, I think they announced yesterday or the day before. Yeah, I just saw that today oh, myself. On the, on the stacks? No, no. Of, of, um, just I a bunch of different of, stuff. Uh, yeah, some random stuff. Yeah, Rough, Rough Cut Fan Club did a restock, too. Um, they had a sweet uh, basket case t-shirt, but they didn't have any larges left. But I think they restocked about that was a, nice shirt. a dozen shirts altogether. Wait, uh, sorry, I almost called you by name. Producer, what's the new one I just cut? Oh, um, Graveyard Goods just released the Salem's Lot collection, and I got the nice. variant for that. That was a nice item. Nice. Thanks, producer. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> um, I'm just going to keep going on my news then. Oh, yeah, yeah, continue. <laughs> it's nothing crazy. A couple fun things. Um, Nick Cage is just pumping out movies. He's putting out a frontier epic yeah, something to do with animals. It's called and... Butcher's Crossing. I don't know, but like a, attacks, a Nick Cage possibly? Western, count me in. Count me in for everything that man is doing. Um, This one kind of blew my mind because it feels like it was way longer than this, but Hobo with a Shotgun celebrating its 10-year anniversary. That's wild. Dude, I thought it, it felt so long ago when I seen this. I thought it was so 
short ago. Oh, really? See, it feels like it was like, I was like 15, years. 20 years ago. No, that blew me away that how long ago it was. Wow. Like, I was like, I thought that was like four, maybe five years ago. Yeah. How did, did I mean, when you saw it, were you like, because I know you're not into that, like, it's trauma-esque in a way, low budge, like. No, don't, don't get it twisted. I just don't like trauma. Oh, I'm my, fine my with, bad. I'm fine with <laughs> low budget and, and, you know, CD stuff or, you know, B movies. That's all my jam. I just don't like trauma. And I love Hobo the Shotgun. Yeah, so do I. Rucker Hauer, baby. Popcorn trash that I had a great time with. We should probably do a Rutger Hauer list at some point. God, he's good. I get he's that. so good. We gotta face him off against somebody. Nah, I think we should just do him by himself. He's got enough out there. He's got a lot of good stuff. Mm. Um, you don't want to talk about the Halloween Kills trailer, but there's a new one out, and the direction they're going with it uh, kind of pissed me off. I'm just gonna say that. Well, and from what I gathered, is that so? I I only watched the first trailer. Pete, did you watch anything beyond? The first trailer or any of the trailers? No, I, I didn't want to see too much. Okay. Yeah, because I want to go in fresh. I won't. I won't go into it then. But I know there was a lot about, like, I guess maybe in the second trailer, it was a lot about how it was going to be like the mob against Michael. No. And then the third one, I guess there's an unmasking, which I'm not. No, she talks about it. She says she wants to rip his mask off before she kills him. But you looking around? You all right? Yeah. Okay. Um. <laughs> And then my last bit of news is, um, I don't know if it's news. It was her book just came out, um, Elvira's book, Cassandra Peterson. So apparently she's been gay and in a relationship for the last 19 years. I actually saw that. Yeah, that's crazy wild. Only because, if I'm stealing this joke from somebody, but it's like, if you're Elvira's girlfriend, how are the first words out of your mouth not, oh, and by the way, I'm Elvira's girlfriend. 19 years. That's wild. Yeah. Keeping it a secret. Yeah, why is she never saying anything? I don't know. I, I guess it's all in the book. Um, but, you know, more power to her. I love Elvira to death. Uh, I'm actually super stoked that Fright Rags just released the beer shirt, like the old Coors commercials. Um, she has a Shutter event coming up. Yeah, sure, her, her, her 40th Isn't anniversary. Isn't the tw- yeah, the 25th, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, we're going to miss it because we're going to be yeah. on the show. Luckily, I love Shutter. Everything just goes right to on demand. It's yeah. beautiful. Um, but, yeah, I'm excited for that. Um, yeah, like movie macabre with Elvira. I've been watching it basically my whole life because mm-hmm. it was it was new when I was a kid. It went away for a while, then it came back again when I was like in my twenties. Like, I love Elvira. Um, so man, that's that's wild. It's it's you know good for her coming out. But damn, nineteen years of if like I said, like that joke is just too good to me. Like, and by the way, I'm Elvira's girlfriend. Like, yeah. That's yeah. This... Huh. Well, good for her. And she, uh, when she was younger, apparently she was in some pretty high-profile relationships with men. So I don't well, think. Well, yeah, she dated Elvis. Yeah, I didn't want to. I didn't want to, you know, name drop the king. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's crazy, crazy stuff. And I'm not a reader, but that—that's probably a book I might buy just that to have on my a, shelf. Well, no, just read it. I mean, I have a Vincent Price uh, biography <laughs> that's sitting on my shelf that that's huge, and I'm afraid to read. <laughs> I just buy it put on my shelf. I, honestly, and I maybe one day be, I will. It would be a very interesting read. Why don't, why don't you try a nice audio book? Yeah, I don't know. It might put me to sleep. Well, like while you're driving. It's like, listen, it's like listening to a podcast. 
Yeah. yeah. But like an audiobook is somebody just like reading the words verbatim. A podcast is like but, people freestyling for the most part. But maybe in like a biography sense, you'd be interested. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I like NPR. I think I, I think I'll pick that. Or I, actually, I'll definitely pick that book up. I just feel like she has a very interesting uh, her story is wild. Yeah, just I've heard her on a couple of podcasts doing interviews and stuff, and they were her. She has some very interesting stories. Oh yeah, I think she was. Um, one of those people who was like a super young Vegas showgirl before it was yes. there was like laws and stuff. Elvis. Yeah. But yeah, that's wild. And I love Elvira. So, you know, I'm super stoked for her special. Super stoked for that she's still relevant in this day. That's great. Um, you know, that's all I had for the news. Pete, you got anything in the news front? Uh, I just saw that uh, Bruce Campbell's doing like a Hallmark movie for Christmas. Yes. I was wondering. How exciting for the ladies. I was wondering if a producer saw that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll watch that one with you if you want. I mean, I hope he at least has a chainsaw arm. <laughs> they, they'll I mean, they'll probably do like a wink, wink. Like they'll probably be some romantic scene where they're cutting down the Christmas tree, and he'll yeah. break out a chainsaw to do it. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Or, or or a shotgun or something. Yeah. Or like while he's carving the turkey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe he'll carve the turkey with a chainsaw. Yeah. <laughs> called one december night oh he's also doing a horror comedy uh i think it's about like a haunted toy store or something with devin yeah. sawa yeah uh which uh, devin sawa reminds me that uh that danzig movie it came I'm and went watching. i cannot wait till it hits the, the tv i heard it's not good <laughs> I, got, I already got burned by him once with the pete did we down the did we talk there. about veronica with you oh man <laughs> I know it's come up. Uh, yeah, it's. Well, I love it. It's so bad. It was, the I, last half hour doesn't even have words. <laughs> it's not even one that's like so bad it's worth watching. It's like so bad that you're like. I had to fast forward through it. I sat through all of it, and that's unbelievable. Man, it was. I mean, you're a true gladiator. Look, I love but, Danzig. I love but the this misfits. next one. This next one's like a like a vampire western. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah there's, um, there's no way. There's no way. God. It's got a long title. The Saska sisters are in it. I don't. I mean, I doubt for long, but they're in it. It's. It sounds more promising than the last one. Yeah, they said. I mean, I read the review that was like it's better, but not like it's it's maybe more coherent, but like it still has the same problems. (laughs) Three out of five woes. Yeah, I can know that. Do you ever uh, listen to the Danzig sings Elvis record? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's some good shit right there. It's it's because it's deep it's deep cut Elvis. Yeah. Well, you what you think Danzig's gonna do Blue Hawaii? <laughs> right, 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 right. In the ghetto. <laughs> All right, Vinny. Um, you want to talk about what we're doing tonight, or you got anything else you want to speak on? The only thing I had for news, and it's not news, but uh, Creepshow is dropping tonight. So the night we're recording Thursday, and the night that the episode is gonna come out, whatever. But Creepshow is dropping on a shutter, so we're probably going to check that out after the episode. Yeah. Uh, also, not really podcast related. I guess it's supposed to be because we're eventually supposed to bring wrestling into the mix. But Dark Chris Canyon, Dark Side of the Ring tonight, one of my favorite wrestlers. Uh, pretty wild story for him. Uh, innovator made a lot of great moves, like invented them. Um, but was also a closeted homosexual. And then when he came out... Uh, Shit kind of went south for him. Um, they're probably going to cover all of it. But, like, took his own life, unfortunately. 
but one of the guys that like you can thank for what you're watching today because he innovated a lot of this like crazy offense. Yeah, I definitely am so for that one. It seems like this season is going to be a banger. For yeah, that it's pretty. Well. The plane ride from hell one was actually kind of disappointing because I had heard a lot of it. Everyone before. was talking about it though. Yeah, but it's because of Ric Flair and his huge. <laughs> Dong apparently and <laughs> helicopter dicking and then like trying to make the flight attendant touch it. <laughs> all I know, um, in, in all this controversy, he he posted some he posted some picture of himself that just said "Live your truth." No, oh, jeez. <laughs> um, like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's we won't get into you know who's this that and the other thing, but it's like. <sighs> God, I'm going to sound so bad when I say this, but like times have changed. Like, and I'm not, I'm not trying to be a defender or anything like that. Vinny's looking at me like, don't do this. But, well, because I'm, I don't think in any time period you can helicopter your dick and tell a flight attendant to touch it. No, you couldn't. But what I'm saying is like, I mean, I can do that to you. Right. But, but, but what, I'm, what I'm getting at is you so look you have, at the, look at the movies of the eighties. Like even then, like women oh, were just yeah. treated so much differently and, and poorly. Yeah. Not, I'm not saying this is good or anything like that, um, but like you know, even that is still in that like middle period where that shit culture was still tolerated. Right. And now it's no nothing. Yeah. There, there is no toler tolerance. There's no maybes about it. It's like no, that shit's fucked, and you don't do that. Um, but it's hard to tell stories like that in 2021 because, like, you know, like I said, not defending it, but at the time, people were getting away with it. It's, it's just the difference in times. It sucks. Um, for him especially because I heard he was primed for a comeback in AEW. And yeah, so for him to get canceled for that now, just because it's being mentioned on a show now, seems a little yeah ridiculous. Dude, um, Hulk Hogan came back from what he did. Yeah, true. Tw two things that Hulk Hogan did, really. Yeah. Um, it was did Ric Flair at least have the title at the time? Nah, man. This is uh this is post uh, NWA champion. <laughs> oh. This is plane ride from hell. So this is. Uh, I mean, this is not new information though. It's just being brought up. Well, yeah, it's been brought up before. Now it's in a mainstream audience. Yeah, and but to get canceled for something that's already been. Yeah. You know, acknowledged and talked about seems a little weird to me. Anyway, we are going to be talking wrestling more, but it'll be AEW. I have officially <laughs> broken up with WWE. That's fine. I am done. Me too. Did you watch AEW the other night? As in uh, last night? No, I I have I'm backed up a couple on my DVR. You boys are disappointing me. I'm having trouble getting on the uh, Wednesday night. Wednesday night, 8 o'clock, TNT. Yes. Getting on the Wednesday night wrestling, um, what's the word? Mind. I think it's block. going to TBS soonish. Is that a good thing? Uh, it doesn't really matter. I feel like TNT is more high profile. Yeah, and I think that was the point to like get the build the audience. And okay. now you kind of have the audience. And the audience is only growing now that they got CM Punk and Brian Danielson. Yeah. And they were supposed to bring Ric Flair in. But, and Bray Wyatt? He's yeah, coming. hopefully. I, I hope the Bray Wyatt thing comes to fruition, man. What do you think his name will be? I mean, his real name's Wyndham Rotunda. That's his like real life name. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if he's just Wyndham Rotunda. It's a cool name. Or what would be really cool 
and I don't. I'm, I think the family would be on for this. But remember how they had Brody Lee Jr. kind of running around for a little bit? Mm. What if like they do like a little supernatural thing where Brody Lee Jr. like transforms and transcends and becomes Bray Wyatt, and he's Brody Lee Jr. That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> you don't think like they would find that like worry about that being disrespectful or something? No, I mean they would talk to the family. Yeah. I mean like, they're. I mean, he's close with the family. Yeah, so. it's it's not like he's just some dude showing yeah, yeah, up. Yeah. yeah, I'm definitely going to be tuning in Friday because hopefully he shows up. Yeah. All right, down to the war games. Pete, are you ready for this this one? Um. Yeah. I mean, this. I didn't know I if this was going to be out of your one. wheelhouse. I didn't know what to think. Uh. I just knew you I wanted mean, to be part of it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just want to be on. <laughs> trying to be part of I mean, this. I mean, I wasn't able to do rewatch as many things as I want to watch. There's some stuff you guys might call that maybe I haven't seen, but um, there's there's definitely some things that I wanted to watch that I didn't get to, which same disappointed was. I think just based on what I've heard about these movies, they they, they fell through. The, they've been out for a while, and they fell through the cracks, and I haven't gotten to them yet. And then just reading about them, like oh, I I just probably would make the list and i just i just didn't get to it yeah i um i actually found a couple that i didn't know existed during this which was crazy to me uh but at the same time yeah there's so many that i want to rewatch that it just wasn't possible to rewatch yeah it was just too many so tonight for you we have a cage match and we are pitting patrick swayze against kevin bacon we're going top 10 the uh, winner who has the most picks out of the ten, um, and then well, the actor will be the winner. Correct. What did you just say? The winner will be the person that has the most picks. I out heard of the that 10. so weird. I'm sorry. I spaced out and I heard you say something <laughs> completely different. Uh, so there's three of us picking the list tonight. So how we're gonna do it is based on trivia. Producer will be handling handling trivia. We have a new, well, not a new trivia format, but trivia was kind of just uh, shoot from the hip, find something on Google. From now on, and we are not sponsored, but if they want to drop us a little phone call, we could be sponsored. We will have Trivial Pursuit Horror handling all of our trivia until we run out of cards. And let me say, I looked through this thing. It is a doozy. Yes. There might be. We're going to be stumped. Yeah, there might be a firing off of a couple questions. We're like, going to be stumped. There's like... I won't say the movie because I don't want it in case it comes up, but like there was a movie that I would have never thought was going to be in Trivial Pursuit, and there was a question about this movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, this version that I bought is like the most updated one, so they included Beautiful. a lot of modern horror movies. You mean the version that they gave us because they love our show so much? And Correct. They, they've been listening for months, I heard. And there's a more deluxe version, <laughs> and they said if we do well enough. Yeah. We'll have the opportunity to buy that. That's true. And <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say when the representative came out, but you just uh, ruined that. So. <laughs> it's like when you got like a low profile or uh, like a low. I, I guess they're like guitar sponsorships are tiered. So like before they start giving you guitars, like yeah, here's a yeah, you get twenty percent off. <laughs> um, so we're going top ten. The way this is gonna work is the winner of Trivium will get their choice of uh, two bonuses, either having the number one overall pick or having the money in the bank, which means they can 
take a pick from a fellow uh, person without any questions or need to rationalize. They can just take the pick. So if you are the number one overall pick, you will get the number one pick. You will get number four, and you will get number seven. If you decide to go with the money in the bank, you will get the number two pick, the number five pick, and the number eight pick. If you completely lose trivia and you're a scumbag, you will get Jesus. the number three pick, the number six pick, and then back-to-back number nine and ten. So you will get quantity. You'll get four picks, while the other two people will only get three. But there's a high chance that you're going to get money in the bank with the picks that you have. Jesus Christ. Well, yeah, you know, like, like There's a high chance that I will be screwing you over with one of your picks. <laughs> Remind me what? Well, doesn't the person that wins choose? Yes. Yeah. Is that okay so what, with you? It, it, yeah, yeah. So if you if you if you get the number one pick, what are your other picks? One. You get the one, the four, and the seven. Cool. So you're getting the quality over the quantity. And if you're the money in the bank winner, or you choose the money in the bank as your prize, you get the number two the number five, and the number eight. I have a dog laying on my feet. <laughs> Which dog? Oh, okay. All right. All right, producer, we're going to bring on the trivia. Okay, you guys ready? Yeah, I think so. Your question is, what 2008 J.J. Abrams produced film was filmed using all handheld camera footage? Super 8. No. <sighs> J.J. Abrams, 2008, all handheld. Cloverfield. Yes. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, it. damn it. I was, Very good. I, was sitting, I was sitting here, I'm like, shit, 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 shit. All right, Pete, what do you want? Money in the bank or number one overall pick? Um, Number one, I guess. All right. So pick. that gives you the number one. You can one. be relieved because neither of these actors were in Highlander. <laughs> I was getting messages about that earlier. Like, God, don't let Pete pick number one again. Well, he won, but Highlander's off the table. So, Pete, you got one, four, and seven. All right. Trivia number two. Okay. You guys ready? Mm-hmm. What actor played Patrick Bateman in American Psycho? Christian Bale. Oh, I can't answer fast enough. I'll take that money in the bank. Okay. Oh, it looks like Vinny's getting the two doo-doo picks, if if we will. But these two actors, there is no doo-doo pick. Let me just tell you what. Um, remind everyone what I'm picking. So you have number two, number five, and number eight. All right. Well, Vinny's going to be starting us off, man. Uh, I'm excited for this list. So I have back-to-back picks. I have ten... Nine, six, and three. I feel like there's a lot of variation in this list. Like, how could I not say Christian Bale fast enough? I don't know. I'm just shocked that Trivial Pursuit worked out so well. I'm just not able to say... And, like, do I have to worry about... Worry about what? There's no worries with Bacon and Swayze, bro. Now I'm in the bottom of the list. Like, Is there certain movies I want to get? On here, Mm. I'll tell you, I have my own particular number 10 in mind, and if it does not line up with mine, you might be getting 
the proverbial shaft. All right, well, I'm just throwing one out there that, you know, I just like this guy. What do you think, shaft or dolomite, Pete? I'm a shaft guy. Nah, I'm a dolomite guy. If it's the song. Yeah, the dolomite songs are good, though, too, because Rudy Ray Moore wrote and performed them. But the yeah. shaft song is Isaac Hayes, and mm-hmm. that's that's professional. So this is number 10. I dig this actor. Just wanted to... He had a little bit of resurgence in this role. Producer? All right. At number 10, Vinny has selected a 2007 film, X-Men First Class. I'm not even mad at it. Yeah. I want want to kick it off for my number 10, but I'm not mad at this because bacon in this role is money. See, I wish I knew what your number 10 was. I'll tell you later. Right. Remind me later, at least, because I'll probably forget. Nope, probably just yawned into the microphone. We got dogs yawning. We got... Jesus. So, this was kind of like a resurgence for Bacon, right? It was a resurgence for the X-Men. Yeah, and, um, yeah, yeah. and for the X-Men, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I really dug him as the villain, uh, Sebastian Shaw. Mm-hmm. And he... I mean, I, I don't know what I know to say about it. He was just... It was like it's like old man Bacon doing his villainous role, and I don't know. No, I hear you. Uh, yeah, because there's not a there's not a ton to like gloat about with the part. He just fit it so well. Yeah. And after X Men Three, I mean, people were like, "This it's done. This is over now." That was fun. That was a fun little ride we went on for a couple X Men movies, but this is never coming back. And then they just were like, "We're rebooting," and um. I mean, relatively, they're not unknowns at the point, but like Jennifer Lawrence, uh, uh, James McAvoy, they're not huge stars yet, and they're in there, and Bacon is your star power, and he's in a supporting role, um, killing it as Sebastian Shaw, leader of the Hellfire Club. Um, the movie itself, like, it's good, like... Basically, like I said, like it brought back the X Men franchise. There's yeah, no reinvigorating, you know. got us all excited again. Yeah, and I guess it's like um, a cocky villain. Oh, he's definitely a dickhead. <laughs> which is similar to another villain he plays that I will hope show up on this. Oh, we'll see on this list. Yeah, he's definitely a a cocky kind of guy. He is a you know he he runs that. I'm better than you. We're all mutants, but I'm still better than you. It doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, that's a good one. I mean, it's the only... Oh, shit. You know what? I didn't even realize this same year as another movie I picked. But anyway, um, the only modern movie I really have on my list, to be honest. Okay. That's uh, modern as in what? Last 10 years? 15? 20? Over 2000. Wow. Okay. So you're not paying... Over 2001, I should say. Yeah, it's it's that's hard. Because um, Bacon... He puts out some stuff, but a lot of times you got to find it. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, Swayze passed away, unfortunately. Uh, I will say this. The the late Swayze stuff is him exploring acting. Um, it's not that roadhouse bad. I'm not spoiling anything, obviously. But it's not that roadass, like bad ass, uh, roadhouse badass Swayze. It's like this Swayze who is wants to be an actor and wants to do roles and that kind of thing. Yeah, and I want to make a correction. I believe I wrote on my flashcard for a producer to announce this is 
2007, not 2007, 2011. Okay. Uh, which threw me off because I was like, wait, there's not two movies from 2007. Anyway. But yeah, I have very little on my list post-2000. Alright. P, what do you think about this one? Um, I mean, it's a great movie. Um, interesting pick based on the amount of other options, but I'm not yeah. mad at it. Yeah, I, I, I thought the same thing, but that's what I was saying earlier. Where uh, there, There's not really a bad pick with um, these two for the most part, because they're two actors in my opinion i mean like i said uh, oldman swayze bacon that's that's my my top three um they're two guys that know how to shine in whatever they're doing yeah and even if they're small parts um i'm gonna mention a movie that i'm sure is not gonna show up on the list beauty shop kevin bacon kevin bacon just plays like a small comedic role he's like a gay hairdresser but he he shines in it like it's but, it's like one of those steals the movie kind of things. Yeah, um, don't make any assumptions. You don't have them. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Highlander. <laughs> <laughs> the, yes, I mean like there's a large catalog, but I wanted to kind of like branch out. Number ten pick. No, as you I should. Yeah, like, I felt like this was like a, a little resurgence for him because this is right around the time um, that Bacon was doing the show. And and Pete asked me before we were recording if we were including shows. Yeah, I know. I didn't even think about that because there's actually a Swayze show that's pretty good. It only lasted like a season, unfortunately, but it was a good show. There was a Bacon show right at this time that probably got him this role. It was like they put him put him back on the map. Yeah. Um, and that was only two seasons, and it was a good show. What the killing? Uh, I thought it was the following. The following. The following. The following. Yeah, yeah like that show was brutal. Like it was violent, and Bacon was great in it. So. All right, so back to back, number nine. Yeah, these are two big ones for me because they're. Um, I'm wondering. They're always that my fun picks is what I, I kind of look at them as. I'm worried, I'm worried it's gonna knock off something from my list, but. Yeah, you worry too much. Don't I, worry. I always worry. You're always worrying. I'm just going to go with it. It's like uh, space balls. You're always preparing. Stop preparing. Just go. I have so much love for this movie. Ludicrous speed. And I hope oh. you guys don't fight me on it. I love this movie. And it is a great ensemble cast. Ooh. And Bacon th- does a great job in it. It's the stuff. What did you just drop? No. Oh, my Sharpie. Okay. At number nine, Vinny has selected... The 1990 film Flatliners. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't want to fight you on it. Jeff doesn't look pleased. I no, I'm pleased. I just that money in the bank is hanging. I know, but it's a good pick. It's not. Pete, I'm not. Yeah, I heard it, a noise. I no, said, oh, it's good, good. Yeah, Pete's good with it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So flat. Jeff, you want it higher, or you don't want it on the list? I. I my bottom of the list stuff is always like fun stuff that I think a lot of people overlook. As if you listen to the show at all, you'll notice that. But like well, this isn't. I I I can't. Just, I, one, I can't justly take this off the list because I have maybe we're on the same wavelength here because I have one fun one from another actor. Oh, that. Uh, I really want higher. Like hopefully this isn't effective. I want you to just do something for me. Go ahead and list the cast of Flatliners. 
okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> we have Kiefer Sutherland, Kevin Bacon, Julia Roberts, and William Baldwin yeah, that... as your scientific heroes that are diving in to the experiment of killing each other to see what is seen during that time period while you're dying and then bringing each other back to, you know, to their experiment to discuss it. And, you know, it's like cutting edge, like, oh, we can't do this. We're doctors. We're scientists. And then they all take turns. And so Kiefer Sutherland is like the star of the show. And but Kevin Bacon and Julia Roberts and sort of William Baldwin's like in the background just a little bit, but like those top three are, are like the three, and they dominate their performances. And as each one takes a turn dying and being brought back, the next one's like, "Well, I want to go next." And then you have spooky shit start happening because you're not meant to die and be brought back. Um, it is super super nineties like. It's 1990, so it has a little bit of that, like, 80s charm, but it's, I feel like it's the start of what we look at now as the 90s charm. Like, it's it's very dated, but holds up fine enough. Like, when you watch it today, it's still fun. It doesn't distract you that much, That how dated it is. And, I, like, for this ensemble cast, like, these are big, big names. To be in this movie, like, a thriller somewhat horror movie was pretty impressive and that they would all do this and they all go all out and try to steal the show and overact just a little bit in the best kind of way and i i love it i love it love it yeah definitely not mad at that pick uh i i I could not take that off the board uh especially when you hear about what my number 10 was when i tell you later but yeah uh definitely dated but in that fun 90s way um this was kind of the end of that Brat Pack era. The, they're still young enough to be, all right, well, I want to go see Kiefer Sutherland and Kevin Bacon and their dude hotness. Yeah. But at the same time, it's it's sort of like their last hurrah. It's like, all right, this is this is it for us. So, like, let's get, let's get weird with it. <laughs> well, what do you mean the last... As like a, as, oops, sorry, as being seen as like that kind of teenage heartthrob. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was say because no, they're gonna go Kevin, on to for do Kevin Bacon. Like he was about to go on. To oh do, yeah, no, they're all about to go on to, to do great stuff, things. Yeah. But I mean, it's like that heartthrob. Like they're all supposed to be young doctors or scientists or whatever. Yeah. Like yeah, it's it's kind of that last like all right, let's get this sex appeal movie with a this what, what would you call it? like a thriller. Um, yeah, and, and also, like, William Baldwin is, like, the low man on the totem pole of this, like, four horsemen of awesome actors, but he kills it, too. Like, I, I love him in this. I love him in, in all of his other things. Like, this is... Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, there's always a Baldwin. Yeah. But Alec, Alec is the best. Oh, by, <laughs> far. by far. Peter, are you He's still with me? It. Pete, are, yeah, you, yeah. are you watching um, Dr. Death by any chance? I watched all of it. Ah, so good. And it was, it was, it was a, a pleasant surprise. Yeah. I didn't expect much out of it. And like, I think this is Peacock's first produced, like he made show, right? Uh, yeah. And I, I I didn't realize that these like Paramount plus network, like 
streaming and Peacock were going to be doing like, you know, R-rated things. I thought it was still going to be like NBC, but yeah. no. Yeah, it's it's um, it's good stuff. All right, well, good. I'm glad um, that went smoothly. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, man, there's a there's a large list of things here that very few of them I'm gonna be like, yeah, oh. the hell with that. There's one like, I don't know. There's one Swayze, bizarre one that I really want to talk about. I hope we do, and right. I think I know what you're talking about. So I, I hope we do because it, it didn't didn't make my list, but it's great. All right, give me it. Give me the next one. All right. It's my pick. Yay. Jeff's pick. At number eight, he has selected Wild Things. So, so far, Bacon <laughs> dominating the list. Vinny's giving me a look like, what? All right, well, so I didn't, I, I didn't, um, rebuild. I thought you just changed that. Yeah, it's the warning, like, oh, make sure it's on properly. Oh, okay. okay. That insulin pump beep, like, God. Oh. We're going to do a whole episode about Vinny's insulin pump. Can't wait. So, dude, don't look at me about wild things. It is an erotic thriller that, when I was a kid, was like the sexiest thing I had ever seen in my life. I mean, I this was it like, still it might be. Yeah, like yeah. the three way in the pool. That was like they're showing us in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, but as I got older and watched it, like it's a damn good movie. It's a damn. I haven't revisited this since. It's a damn good like thriller erotic mystery kind of thing going hmm. on um like you get bacon who i thought he from what i remembered he wasn't that is he a main character yeah, he's the detective that's he's trying to figure out what the hell's going on nah, for some but reason, then you find out he's in on all of it anyway oh that's a twist yeah there's oh there's so many twists there's twist on top of twist and then the the best part about the movie to me because I've never seen it since, is they explain some of the twists in the credits. So, like, after the movie's done, they go back and fill in some of the blanks during the credits. Like how uh, Nev Campbell's teeth came out. They, they show, like, her getting all drunk and, like, ripping the teeth out. And then hmm. it, it's it's pretty wild. We'll have to uh, revisit this one. Yeah, it's, um, it's one of those movies, like, it was just... So sexy that people are like, "Oh my god, this movie shouldn't be in the theaters. It should be X-rated." But I mean, I haven't seen it since I was having like spankathons when I was fourteen or fifteen. <laughs> spankathons? Oh, what's that? Um, so, like, yeah. All right. So, erotic thriller, but the cast is like super good in it. Everybody is so good in it. Bill Murray is like the dirtbag lawyer. Ugh, you can't beat it. Hmm. He plays the part so he's walking around with the neck brace like he's he's like a ambulance chaser. It's so good. The twists are great. Um, the twist and they all make sense. It's it's just like a con on top of a con on top of a con. But the big deal in this movie is it is the first of the bacon dong shots, and apparently it was an accidental shot. Supposedly, when they were doing the shot, he thought Matt Dillon was blocking the camera, so he just turned around. And there's some Kevin Bacon taking a shower dong, and that was not the case, and it goes on film. He supposedly had a no-nudity clause. Well, he knew it was going to go in, though, right? I I guess, but, I mean, after this, he was showing his his penis and everything. Hashtag free the bacon, baby. (laughs) But it's, um, it's just one of those movies that was... When I was younger, 
like I said, like super sexy, and you were just like, oh my god. I had a, I had a huge crush on Neva Campbell when I was a kid. Uh, after Scream, dude, uh, anything she was in, I was on top of. Um, Denise Richards. This might be the only movie other than like Drop Dead Gorgeous, which is like a straight up comedy where I care about her. Oh, well, Tammy and the T Rex. I really like that movie too. I cared about her very much in Starship Troopers. Yeah, I know you did. Did you care about NPH? Not so much. Yeah, I didn't think so. What about Casper Van Dien? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she she broke his heart. Yeah. I, I, this is just one of those movies. I think it's underrated. It's super underrated. Um, I'll give it a, a, re, a revisit. Yeah, I think a lot of people always put it in that. I'm not saying. Sh- uh, I'm going to say this. I'm not saying Showgirls is a masterpiece, but you know how people later down the line kind of appreciate Showgirls more? Yeah. Pay attention to me. I mean, well, Jesus. Saying, saying, uh, it's 7 nothing. Yeah. whatever. <laughs> football. Um, but yeah, I think this is one of those movies that was really underappreciated when it came out and then in like the early 2000s and then later, like 2010 2011 people were watching it again and going this is actually a a good movie this is like a good thriller good mystery and it's logic like it makes sense it's not just like none of this could happen like the twists like i said it's like double cross after double cross after double cross and you don't see any of them coming and then my sweet nev campbell is the mastermind at the end yeah playing like a fool and then her and bill murray are like tight they're like homies Mm -hmm. and he gives her the briefcase and Mm-hmm. Yeah, some walking around money. Be good. Yeah, good stuff. All right, bacon dominating. The he is Pete. I'm, I, I keep. I feel like we're leaving Pete out. Is Pete still there? No, yeah, I'm here. Um, yeah. So uh, I had wild things at number eight as well. Awesome. That's ah, great. Cool. Yeah. So uh, I haven't. Uh, it's been a minute since I watched it, but I I I thought it for several reasons deserved to be on the list. So. You know what else though? It, it, do you find it being like very sweaty? It's a sweaty oh, yeah. movie, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah on like multiple sure. levels, I guess. Yeah. But even when they're in the pool, they're sweating. Yeah. It's just, everyone's sweating all the time. Very sweaty. They're like it's like uh, Samoa Joe should be in this movie. <laughs> Get a little towel around the neck. For, forfeit your title, Samoa Joe. We're doing NXT 2.0. <laughs> What a joke. Oh, at least Chompa won. Did I spoil yeah. anything for anybody there? I'm not watching it. Uh, Tom- Tommaso nah. Chompa is the champ again. Yeah, well, he should leave and go to AEW. Mm. Oversaturation is real. Just saying. Well, yeah. You only have so much TV time. You can't have everybody. WWE actually... It is that is a concern of mine, but we don't need to get into it right yeah. now. Well, we'll do a show. We'll do a show tomorrow morning about how <laughs> AEW is really going to have to... <laughs> figure it out all right uh pete's pick yes number seven pete has selected red dawn oh that was my number seven as well did not even make my list wow yep it made your 90s action i mean um 80s action list but didn't make this (sighs) let me tell you a a little yeah hold on hold it all right yeah maybe pete should talk about Maybe you should just shut your... No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, Pete, go ahead. Oh, um, you know, uh, in the alternate an alternate reality of the... In the 80s, uh, some uh, South American 
um, guerrillas, guerrilla warfare type people come and, uh, you know, try and take on Patrick Swayze and uh, Charlie Sheen. Um, where are they? Are they in Colorado? Somewhere cold. I want to say it's Michigan, but it might be Colorado. I, I can yeah. never remember that. But it's snowy. I know that much. Yeah. Um, Wolverine. Yeah, and baby. they're just they're, yeah they're just trying to uh, spread communism uh, to some high school students and uh, and their teacher. <laughs> um, and they have to fight them off. And there was a crappy remake made with uh, with Thor Hemsworth. Yeah, <laughs> so bad. Um, yeah, so the crappy remakes we have this so far and the flatliners remake was so atrocious yeah, i didn't even bother oh was, my there was God. no point um this movie's i think we did it on a list once and i was just like i was a little drunk i'm not gonna lie but my only defense was just it's red dawn because <laughs> it's one of those movies where there is like there's no defense it's the brat pack it's alternate time like there's nothing that is uh superbly crazy about it other than like high school kids doing guerrilla warfare to defend America and you got yeah, like a bunch of it's a bunch of good looking kids just doing yeah. their thing and like why yeah. are the com- what's the communist people like South Korea Russia and someone else it's like a it's like a bunch I of think they're like uh, Nicaraguan or something yeah but they're wearing like the most atrocious camouflage uniforms like something a no limit sh- soldier would wear like <laughs> orange and like blue camo Makes no sense. And it was the 80s. Well, the 80s are fun. Not like now. Psh, sit around, watch football, podcasting. Back in the 80s, nobody had a voice. You just ate the shit you were dealt. <laughs> yeah, I dig this one in this spot, though. It's, it's a sweezy essential, but not like his most essential and it's just a damn good movie and it's just a bunch of like jeff said 1984 the good looking kids of that era the kids that you want to see in movies defending the country in colorado and not really knowing how but figuring it out swayze's got some ground to make up we're four movies in this is his first one i'm worried about my pick why are you always so worried? Because there's certain movies that I like. I, I need to have. They have to make the list. This is about your love. You, whatever movies you want. That, that's what I'm worried about. There's okay. certain movies that I have to make have make the list, and then I have to trust you guys because I can't make all the picks to put it on the list. <laughs> well, no shit, you can't make all the picks. That would be the Vinny show. I think. But I I'm think trying to figure out what I trust you guys to pick. Well, you don't have to worry about us. Worry about you. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm saying I have a handful of movies. I understand. I only have a couple picks left. So I'm trying to decide out of the handful of movies that must be on this list what I trust you guys. You don't think I understand after the goddamn argument we had to have after werewolves? (laughs) It's almost as if it's how it always plays out. (laughs) This conversation. (laughs) I told you, late phases change the game. Ginger Snaps couldn't be there. Everyone loves Ginger Snaps. Nobody is arguing with that. Just didn't make the list. Also, also, wow, I just Mike Tyson there. Also, um, I just found out Catherine Isabel was on uh, Hannibal, the series. 
Did anyone watch that? Wait, what? Catherine Isabel from Ginger Snaps was in Hannibal, the series? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. I had no clue. Um, but God, let you serious. let you guys not forget that JJ picked a Christmas Carol with. I know Carol. we bring it up all the time. Mm-hmm. We'll just be like in the car driving somewhere and be like, "Yeah, like when we let JJ pick." Then Vinny goes, "I shut money in the bank." I right? had the fucking money in the bank, and I didn't even use it in that episode. But they're like, "Well, I can't use it on the first pick." But you well, can. I was producer on that episode, and he. Texted me that, and I wanted to be like, "Are you sure?" You threw your phone out the window. <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh god! Producer, where are we at here? Number six. Number six. Vinny's pick. It looks like Swayze's making a comeback. Oh. Vinny has selected 1989. Next of kin. Ugh. <sighs> Don't money in the bank. I, 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 can't. I love this movie. I can't, because. Who else is in this movie? Who else? You have Liam Neeson. Mm-hmm. You have Ben Stiller. Mm-hmm. You have Adam Baldwin. Mm-hmm. You have that cunt, Helen Hunt. Mm-hmm. You have. <laughs> Give me the good one, though. Give me the big one. Bill Paxton. Damn right, Bill Paxton. Killed. Yep. He's hey, the he's the, the impotence sh- for this movie. This is the most straight he's ever played it too. Yeah. He was just a. Uh, you know, blue collar boy trying mm-hmm. to drive a truck and gets <laughs> murdered for it. Um, Ted Levine. Ted Levine's in this movie. Ted Levine. Yeah, it's a great cast. Um, who else is in this fucking thing? The guy that was the the real killer in Fugitive. That guy with the one arm. It was. Yeah, he was the one. Yeah, the one arm man's whoa, in this. Whoa, screamer. Sorry. Relax. Relax. <laughs> get excited. He's getting excited. Um, but no, what a great pick, and I didn't think it was gonna make the list. So. I didn't see this thing until checking on movies for this episode. And I don't know how I've missed it all these, these years. Where did you find it? I couldn't even find it again. I had to pay for it. Oh, and yeah. I was, I'm happy I did. That is the one thing I will say. A lot of these movies, not easily yeah, available. Yeah, you think a movie like this would be available yeah. on like Tubi or something. But, yeah. I mean, I had to pay $1.99 harder Son in cash bitch. on Amazon. <laughs> To watch this thing, and I loved every minute of it. I had no idea about the ensemble cast, like of all these awesome people being in this. Ben Stiller's a dork in this. <laughs> oh, he's like seventeen. Yeah. I was gonna say, is this his first movie? It has to be. I didn't look, but it has to be. I mean, he is young and a dork. Um, Adam Baldwin is supposed to be the scariest man alive, and it's Adam Baldwin. Another <laughs> um, Baldwin. Yeah. Liam Neeson just like. No rough voice yet, Liam Neeson. Swayze in inner city Chicago. So, it, I mean, I, I don't know what was going on in uh, 1989 Chicago, but was this like an issue in the inner city where they didn't like rednecks coming into their city? I, I, no, I, or was I, this I'm the movie? Not from Chicago. Yeah. I have no idea. I mean, I've never heard of something like this. Because I think they may have had a Pennsylvania problem. Where we have Philly and Pittsburgh and everything in between is Pennsylvania. Yeah, but like there, there was a definitive hate towards hillbillies hmm. in, in this movie. Yeah, I don't know. But you're in inner city Chicago, so it's like if anyone from rural Illinois moved to Chicago, you were hated. Like, oh, fucking hillbillies are here. Yeah, I don't know. And then you have Swayze, who's like the hill hillbilly representation for the Chicago Police Department, and. <laughs> He's like wearing his all black and his, his cowboy, cowboy hat. Not a cowboy hat. Not a cowboy hat. It's not it a was cowboy like hat. 
It was like one of those like bucket uh, rain hats. Uh, producer, what do you call them? You're a fashionista. Well, like a bucket hat? <laughs> Not a cowboy hat. Like a safari hat? It was like, yeah, like a, like a we. He, he had his whole like cow- an old timey Chicago he detective set. Whole cowboy ensemble, but then had this weird hat that didn't fit. Um, like like a like a ten gallon hat. Yeah, sort of. He's but, not. He's not even sure. He's just like yeah, it's a hat. It's it wasn't weird. fitting for the whole redneck uh, cowboy thing that they were supposed. They were supposed to be. Um, very different Swayze than were you. Like it was similar to Roadhouse because he's like the rough, the rough hero um but this one just with the ensemble cast all put together him teaming up with his his estranged brother uh liam neeson great partnership and i love this movie and this is kind of stuff like why i like doing these these lists and doing the show because i discovered something like this that i probably would have never watched otherwise other than doing research for the show. Oh, yeah. I was super, and, super high on this movie. Uh, you, you tell me Bill Paxton's in a movie with Kev, uh, Kevin Bacon. Uh, Patrick Swayze, and I'm going to lose my mind. Helen Hunt's terrible in this. Yeah, not good. I really don't like her. Yeah. I kind of, I'm not going to lie. I kind of like Panic Room. No, don't. Because there's a lot of diabetic inaccuracies in that movie. Okay. Dude, I think Twister. I like it because I maybe got a... She annoys the crap out of me in Twister. Bill Paxton, though. Yes, but her and Bill. Paxton. Yeah, but you can't you can't take her out of Twister. That movie's perfect. Uh, I'd be better with someone else. I forget what I was gonna say. <laughs> there's a guys. there's <laughs> a horror there's a horror movie with her in it that uh, keeps being recommended to me on Amazon. That's like semi new. Came out in the last two years. Oh, that's probably terrible. Ah, uh, post plastic surgery. Um, Helen Hunt. No thanks. Or just did she get plastic surgery? Is just uh, Botox. Yeah. Well, Botox. That's the same thing. I need a little Botox. My, my, my second chin. I, I got this big beard to cover it up, but you know, nobody's laughing. You guys suck. <laughs> <laughs> well, so yeah, I was, I was, uh, I was a little concerned about this movie because I knew I liked it, but I wasn't sure anybody else had heard of it. To be honest, like. I was like, oh, I guess. yeah, like I can't even bring this up because I don't think they're gonna have anything to say so. about it. Yeah, God, I'm so happy that you brought it up, man. I don't. Where are we at here? Number five. Number five. Oh my God, this Money in the Bank thing might not even happen. There's a lot of good picks, man. Everyone's coming up big right now. Um, so is am I number five? I am number five. Yes. So you're number five. Yes. All right, number five. Jeff has selected death sentence. Mm. Uh oh, Vinny's grunting hard. Why? I can't do it. I, I have it much higher. Really? Where? I mean, not much higher. Three. Oh, okay. not crazy. I thought you were number yeah, one. I thought, or I feel like when you get in that top three, it's like, whoa, top three. Yeah, like, there's a. We'll talk about it after. Death Sentence is like the modern day Charles Bronson revenge movies. It is your boy James Wan. So I know you love it for that. But it is Kevin Bacon being violent as hell. Like, this movie is brutal. It is Kevin Bacon's son gets um, basically initiate what initiation uh, killed, mm-hmm. quote unquote. 
the system fails him. The kid gets off that stabbed his son. His son's in like ICU. He's not quite dead. Uh, but, you know, it's one of those things where like he's not coming back. And Bacon's no, like, no, no, no. well, it, that's, you got to watch the movie. No, no, he's dead. The next round of issues is where his wife gets killed and his son is ICU. And uh, right, yeah, yeah, I forgot, I forgot. Yeah, they invade is, his house. His son is yeah. dead, dead. Yeah, yeah. So the, the first son dies. Then he goes and gets his revenge. But for his revenge, the gang members come back and get their revenge. He closes it on himself. Kind yeah. Of thing. And then it's just like Bacon going nuts, running around the city trying to kill these kids. Uh, super good performance by him. Uh, John Goodman. You get. I that, love John Goodman in this. Yeah, that that James Wan like rawness, like with the Saw movies, like it's it's in this. Very um, uh, almost like police procedural kind of thing, mm-hmm. but from the Kevin Bacon point of view. Yeah, it's a um, shotgun battle. It's just, it's brutal. And it's, it's, I think it's Juan coming right off a of saw, right? Like, this isn't like his fifth or sixth movie. This is like. I think it was Saw, Dead Silence, then this. Okay. So Dead Silence flopped. Mm-hmm. So the fact that he even made this mm-hmm. is insane. It's kind of like uh, him making Malignant now, which. Mm, bite my <laughs> lip. Oh, we didn't talk about it. I know, but it's so good. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to ruin it for anybody who hasn't seen it. What's that, Pete? I haven't seen it yet. Watch oh, it. Pete. Please watch it. So good. It is the underrated gem of 2021. Yes. It is great. It is one of those movies where when I always say, like, we'll have a hard time watching modern shit because of this, that, and the other thing. And this just takes me and bends me over and says, did you? Did you have a problem watching it? Because it well, was, only halfway through, right? It didn't matter. It was Even the first half, you were on board? Yeah. As soon as they start, when we got to cut the cancer out. And I was like, what? Yeah, but you knew what that meant? Do you see it behind the glass? No. Yes, you do. I was excited. And as soon as I saw that, I went, <laughs> yeah, I see where we're going here. <laughs> anyway, um, so this one, I think, is, um, I mean, it, it falls into that, that Bronson line, but, like, it's not the revenge tale with, like, the cop that has a uh, spouse or a child get killed. He's like, like a banker a or something, right? Yeah, he's like completely white collar guy, has no business fighting with this gang, and completely loses his mind and takes it to him. And then it bites him in the ass again, like we talked about, how they come and get their revenge on him and harm and uh, kill the wife and harm the other son. And then he just goes full, full bloom berserk. And it's a wild performance from Kevin Bacon. Like, he's he's the normal white-collar suburban dad. And you just see him, like, fall fall down this path of, like, destruction and craziness and revenge. And you see that transformation. And it's a great, great performance from Kevin Bacon. Pete, what do you think for this one? Um, so this is fresh uh, because I rewatched it. Um for me, this would have this was on my list, but it would have fallen based on placement. But you know, it is what it is. Um, there's one thing that I don't like about this movie, and it's like I hate the the whatever, however it was shot color wise. 
I hate. It's like green and gray. Yeah, I'm trying to remember back. Um, that bothered me the whole time, but you put a that weird has, like, filter on it or something. Yeah, that has nothing to do with the, the performance. Um, Bacon's great. I think it suffered a little bit from... I think basically Kevin Bacon and John Goodman are like the only good acting in this movie. Because Kelly Preston is a terrible actress and she plays the wife. Yeah, yeah. Um, I liked uh, the... It's John Travolta's wife, by the way. Yes. I like the uh, young... Like the gang leader. Yeah, yeah. He's, he, he's, he's, he plays a good... Yeah, he's nuts. He, uh, he plays a good, crazy guy. Um, but yeah, no, all in all, good good movie. Um, I hadn't seen it. I think I saw it for the first time when Vinny lived, and I lived together in college. So I was really ref- um, refreshing myself from that. Because um, that's probably around the time it came out, right? Shortly yeah, thereafter. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it came out in 2007, so yeah. Yeah, um, so, um, you know, good movie. Can't, I can't complain that it's on the list. Um, anyone who hasn't seen it should watch it for sure. I actually bought, I, I could, e- I, I had to either rent this for like five ninety nine or buy it for nine ninety nine, just for it to be the uncut version. And I bought it because uncut. I'm yeah, not, the I don't uncut, really, I'm trying to remember what, I think there's just like a little bit more blood. violence added in. I don't think there's any more dialogue or anything. I'll tell you what this, the best part of this movie to me, because it's like just one of those like intense, like edge of your seat scene is the whole parking garage scene. That's, yeah. that's awesome. When he's just running up, running up and up and up. And then he, and then he figures out to he's like setting off the car alarms. Yeah. Jumping level and level then, and like shaking the cars. Yeah. Yeah. And then he, uh, yeah, it's just awesome. Yeah. It's intense. To, very intense movie. I love, like, this is like low key for, especially for such, such a small role. Some of the best John Goodman I've seen. Like, he's just so good as like a, a villain in this. And the dialogue between him and Kevin Bacon is awesome when he's buying the gun. That, yeah, that's a it's, fantastic scene. It's so good. Yeah, the whole would, like, part, uh, that's my son, but yeah, I'm not just gonna let you go kill him or something. Yeah, that's just, yeah. What does he say? Part, he's like, I, I'm not gonna let you kill him. But I'm not going to stop you either. Like, mm. you better... Yeah. Part of me was like, why is John Goodman in this movie? Because yeah. it's like... It's, it it's seems like a, a pretty, pretty low-budget movie, too. Because, like I said, the only two notable ke- people other than John Goodman are Kevin Bacon and Kelly Preston. Yeah, um, I, I think that falls into, like, the Kevin Bacon catalog of, of movies where... There's some people who can act... And it doesn't matter what you tell them to do or what their budget is, they're gonna come to set, and they're gonna they're gonna kick its ass. And I think Goodman's, if he like, I don't know when it happened, but he definitely became one of those guys at mm-hmm. some point. Uh, maybe Red State or something like that. But like, it was all of a sudden it was like, the dude from Roseanne can fucking act, dude. Well, the first, uh, I mean, the first big thing I remember seeing him in, where it like. You know, was Big Lebowski where he was not, you know, not yeah, but he was, guy from he was funny though. He was funny. Right. And yeah, then he did like Coyote that? Ugly, which is like he's in it, but like as himself almost. Like he's not really playing a part. He's just kind of like the dad. Um, right. I'm so ashamed to say I've seen that movie so many times. 
God, I'm so bad with uh, uh, what the uh, directors of uh, Big Lebowski Brothers. Oh, oh, brother, where are thou? Huh? The Far, the Farleys? No, uh, Cohen Brothers. Oh, Cohen. So, uh, what's the Cohen Brothers? Um, it was early on, like super young John Goodman, when he in the motel. Um, Barton, Barton Fink. Barton, oh, yeah. No, no. Yeah, Barton. Well, he was, yeah, Barton. But he was also in. Uh, he was also in. Uh, was he in Blood Raising, Arizo- Raising Arizona? Oh, Raising Arizona. Yeah, with yeah. Nick Cage. But yeah. in Barton Fink, that reminds me of this John Goodman. He was crazy in that. Oh, I'm hitting the yeah. It was awesome. Like with that, the motel burning down. I never seen Barton like, Fink. Oh, dude, it's so good. Is that with John Turturro? Um, is he the main guy? Big uh, thick glasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's John Turturro. I love him. Great. Uh, that's great, a great oh dude you would love that movie you i have to check it out yeah that. it's one of those movies i've always seen like the cover of in the the west yeah. coast video or it's in, i think it's in i have a coen brothers box set over there I nice. think it's in. All he's right, also cool. in uh he's also in oh brother where art thou another coen brothers yeah gem so apparently As, he's just been doing it and i was not paying attention <laughs> yeah i mean i see him i see roseanne uh, i always saw him as like roseanne and i see that, roseanne that show like, sickens me i hate it's that like show. the poo poo of his his career. He's Raising Arizona so, was way before So much that. better things. I love Raising Arizona. Uh, what about Flintstones? Oh, dude, with uh, uh, Rick Moranis? <laughs> yeah, Hell yeah. yeah. He was great in Flintstones. I'll tell you what. Wilma? That chick is sexy. <laughs> so is this just is this just a John Goodman list now? Yeah, we're, yep, right, we're, we're done. Right, we're, we're switching it up. Uh, <laughs> where are we at? Whose pick are we on? Number four. Number four. Who is it? Oh, it's a Vinny pick. No, it's a no, that was no. a Pete pick. Oh no! Yeah. No, number five was Jeff. Yeah, number four. four is yeah, three. we're on the four. Four is a P pick. So Jeff's pick th- threw me off. I'm sorry, it was a good pick, right? All right, Pete, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pick my movie as number four. Don't do anything for him. But what uh, you should do man. is go over to T Public and buy a Killer Pod from Outer Space T-shirt onesie. We got a new uh, uh, new graphic up. You also, get... <laughs> email them and add, and tell them to add koozies. Koozies. We need koozies on tpublic.com. Not just us, the whole world. Like, yeah, all I, true. Koozies are I'm, weird. I just wanted to be noted that. Well, I, I maybe I'll, I'll say it after because maybe the other one will make it on the list, but I, I seriously doubt it. But number this, four. This movie's this movie's just really good, and it, I remember from a young age, so. Okay, at number four, Pete has selected Hollow Man. Yeah! Ooh, big boo from me, and here it comes. No! He's coming down the aisle. You're going to money in the bank, What's Hollow he Man? Gotta do? What he got to do? At number five? It's number four. 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 Come on, dude. Did you revisit this movie? Producer, I'm handing in my money in the bank. Oh, oh, I don't God. like that one bit. And Not I'm giving bit. you. All right, well, then at least put my number four pick in place. Oh, no. Look. <sighs> Sorry, Pete. Lots of points for the... I'm, a, I'm, I'm okay with it as long as it... Lots of points what? for the infrared Kevin Bacon down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, infrared Kevin Bacon oh. down. Okay. The well, new number four. Jeff has Money in the Bank, Hollow Man, and the new number four, still Kevin Bacon, Stir of Echoes. 
Oh, look at Vinny. So disappointed. Vinny is so disappointed. This movie's this movie's not good. Vinny, yeah. you you have a pick still. Yeah, I'm just saying you money is blank hollow man. And you're telling me Hollow Man's good and Stir of Echoes isn't Pete? The movie yeah. is not good. I just the premise it. is awesome. And I yeah, I rewatched this for this list too. Not a good movie. Didn't even make my list. Not even in my ten. Dude, bacon. Wouldn't be in my twelve, wouldn't be in my top fifteen. This movie creeped me the F out, dude. Bacon is so good in this. The mood in this movie, there's nothing you can do after you watch it. You're just like, I'm done. My day's over. Dig. You 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 dig that what I'm saying? I thought you just said you hate it. What what? what? No 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 no. That's what that's what the ghost tells him to do. Dig, oh, but then yeah. <laughs> but then it turns out she's in the wall. Yeah, well, I you mean, can dig into a wall. Yeah, he's he's just he's just like a blue collar white dad, and he is. I'll tell you what. A blue collar white dad. I'll tell you what, Pete. You give me you Venmo me five bucks right now. You can have Hollow Man back. <laughs> no, I don't care that much about Hollow Man. <laughs> Hollow I'm man. glad that you picked that over what I thought you might pick. Hollow Man. His performance in Hollow Man was much better. But it's like a poor man's Invisible Man. It's just like yeah, but he was like creepy and evil and power hungry. Like was, well, he's super good in this too. The rest of the cast and he was vanilla. The rest of the cast in Hollow Man is better than the rest of the cast in Sir of Echoes. <laughs> no. Yeah, he was no Hollow Man is he like, was completely vanilla in Sir of Echoes. Vanilla. Are you kidding? Oh my god, this is absurd to me. Hollow Man is just like the epitome of 90s horror. It's just like, hey, what can we do? I guess we can remake Invisible Man and like make it And have Kevin rapey. Bacon be off his And rocker. make it rapey. Like that, yeah, that, and have Kevin Bacon that, be that, off his rocker. What the fuck is that? You, that? That's not improving a movie. You're just like, hey, if I was invisible, I'd rape somebody. Let me put that in the movie. Yeah, you have Kevin Bacon be off his rocker and whacked out. His skin suit's weird. I will give you that. Yeah, he's just... Stir of Echoes is so much better. It's so moody. It's so creepy. It's not moody. It is absolutely moody. Not moody. His little I'll flashbacks. The, the cover of Stir of Echoes is good. You guys like, it makes good. it look like it's going to be a good movie. Because it, it is. Oh, you guys are nuts. Look at Vinny. Vinny's like pulling his fingernails out right now. I love it. I'm trying to make a choice. I love it. I mean, we're already talking about Hollow Man now, so I guess I don't have to put it back on the list at number three. Dude, anybody in their right mind aside from you two would understand that Hollow Man is not good. Period. The movie doesn't hold up well whatsoever. The, I mean, we're talking the year 2000... And they're still not using good CGI. There's a lot of funky CGI. Oh, it's funky. Stuff going yeah. On. Him in the curtain is nice. The I like that scene. Ensemble cast is good. I, I don't think anybody's particularly good. I mean, in it. I like having them all together. Wait, are you talking? Are you talking? Oh, I thought you were talking about Starbucks. No, no, Starbucks <laughs> is, is like I, I have no place for that on this list. Hollow Man. The Kevin Bacon, so so, what was I gonna say? Like, oh, I'm gonna give you a Kevin Bacon performance, but not you're not good, gonna like it. Not a good movie, but a good Kevin Bacon performance. And we, I guess, we should have talked about that before even doing the list. Like, are we going for good movie with the actor in it, or are we going for performance? I was going for whatever, just depended on. And I think Kevin Bacon list. just like probably drank a lot during this. 
shooting and was like, yeah, I'm just going to pull my balls out and do, <laughs> do this thing. Like, because he's, he's awesome in this. I love him. He's like, he's just so arrogant and so cocky and evil and every bad trait that a person can have, he had um, super rapey towards his ex-girlfriend, towards his, the people that when he's like invisible, like he's just an awful, awful dude. And Not I for dig me. this movie. I dig this movie. Well, all right. Well, we have a. I have it on DVD, and I was saying like I gotta upgrade this bitch to Blu-ray. <laughs> I will even give you a split decision on this. I will let you when we recap the list. I will let number four be Hollow Man slash Echoes. <laughs> no, that's not how it works. It doesn't. But you guys are very passionate about it. I'm not as passionate as he is. Uh, all right, good. I, I, Never I, mind, I, man. You're not I, getting I, split. I, I don't like Sir of Echoes. Yeah, I just don't. But I don't like understand Sir. why. I don't think Sir of Echoes has any place in this. I'm, list. I, I'm, I'm wondering if I had said the what I else, what the other one I wanted to say, maybe you wouldn't have. But <sighs> you guys are the worst. I I just don't care about Sir of Echoes. I know I saw it when it came out. And was like very meh. And I was, like, I was and I told I told producer I was like ah, well we should probably watch Stir of Echoes. And I think you were like more into it than I was, right? It's disturbing. Well, I've just seen it so many times. That's weird. And yeah, you don't watch that movie a lot. <laughs> and I just got nothing from it. Nothing. Whatever. And nope. it, it, I had to slap my microphone. His wife's uh, super annoying. Just, but when she's naked in the tub, it's pretty hot. Nah, her boobs are all weird. Nah, you're weird. She she does um she is the tutor from Mighty Ducks too. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Boom. She's in a few things. Yeah. She got pancake nipples. <laughs> uh, number four is gonna be topic of debate for weeks to come. Alright, number happening. three. Do I put Holland? Just <laughs> 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 so bring it back. No, I'm Look, no, I'm not is... gonna yell at you if you do. It's your it's it's your choice no, no, at that no. point. This, I I used my money. This is in the, the clear cut. So this death sentence got pushed down a little bit further. This is the clear cut uh, number three. This, this is phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal. Oh, I got the root number two, huh? Damn, Pete's number one's gonna fucking blow our minds, isn't it? Okay. All right. At number three, Vinny has selected Murder in the First. Damn you. What? It's so good, and it's it makes me... It's like one of those... Uh, it's too emotional for me. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. It's heavy. Uh-huh. But the performances you see out of this thing, so the direction good. you see out of this... Fucking Oldman. The writing. Oldman and Bacon. <laughs> yeah. I mean... I mean... For me, like I'm super biased. You put Gary Oldman in anything. Yeah. I just heard a podcast um, yesterday that was trashing um, Darkest Hour, and I didn't. I was like in the shower listening to this thing, like almost like banging on the walls, like, <laughs> "How are you trashing this movie?" <laughs> like Gary Oldman's performance in Darkest. All right, wrong show. So, Murder in the First. You have Kevin Bacon. Uh, is based on a true story. You have Kevin Kevin Bacon in the uh, 1920s or 30s. 30s, something like that. Uh, in Alcatraz, playing a prisoner who had a petty th- petty crime. 
They got moved to Alcatraz because there was too much space in the prison they had to fill in. And he was a part of an escape, sort of um, treated as example kind of thing, put in solitary. Solitary confinement is so, at the time. What, he get left in there by himself like a year or something like that? Uh, worse. Well, yeah, more than so, that. 19 days is what you were supposed to be in solitary confinement at this time. He was left in there for three years. Mm. <laughs> and then during those three years was also getting physically and mentally tortured by the guards, especially the like assistant um, warden played by Gary Oldman like throughout those three years. Just like the most awful, awful, awful conditions you can think of. And then he gets out of solitary and he immediately commits... Murder in the prison, obviously, and the whole trial is about uh, a lawyer played by Christian Slater defending him. I mean, this movie has so, this so many top-notch performances, and Kevin Kevin Bacon doing something that I've never seen him do in any other role, like doing like a character piece based on a real-life person, and being. I mean, like, schizophrenic's the wrong word. Like, someone that's acting schizophrenic because of what they've been through. Like, just a full-blown psychopath. And complete, like, social disorders. Can't communicate. Just crazy. And all the all the back and forth with, with him and Christian Slater. And the flashbacks. It's, it's a, an extremely good performance. Possibly his best performance. Um, it's It falls in as... My number three, but quite possibly out of his whole career, his best acting performance, in my opinion, because he just, he plays it so real life based on what this real person went through and the conditions that you would be in. It's just, it's wild stuff to watch. It's heavy to watch. Uh, not something to watch on your Saturday morning and then continue on with your Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend sure. like, hey, hey, I'm on a date. You wanna watch you a murder watch, in the uh, first? In the first? <laughs> yeah. yeah, not the time. night. Yeah. Probably uh, put the shining on and just <laughs> get it on during those uh, boring parts of the movie and then when Torrance goes crazy at the end, you know, get it out. <laughs> Pete, Don't look any at me like that. Oh, uh William H. Macy yeah, as the it's, it's a bomb cast. The prosecutor um um what's his name? You know. What's his name? No. Um Emery playing the judge from uh Emery. Farley Emery? Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, from Full Metal Jacket. Yeah, yeah, yeah playing yeah, the judge. Yeah. Ermy. It's Ermy. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Not Emery. Yeah, he's he's actually a really underrated actor. He does a lot of fun stuff. Um I mean he obviously does like that uh official like he's in seven he's like the police chief he's in this is the judge full metal jacket but like then he pops up as like uh the, the football coach in saving silverman mm. he's hilarious mm. yeah that, that guy had a lot of range for somebody that probably wasn't meant to be in anything except for full metal jacket he was hilarious because he was gay in that we gotta kill is, that bitch that is hands down one of the most criminally underrated comedies of all time. It is so, dude, Agreed. Steve Zahn is great in that movie. I mean, he's great in everything he's in, but in that movie particularly, he is so good. It has, like, it's, I mean, not that I go by Rotten Tomatoes, especially with comedies, but, like, it's, it's like, it's, like, 
eighteen percent or something. Are you serious? And that Jeez. and that is one of the funniest movies I've ever seen in my entire. I feel life. like we watched that a lot in college, right, Pete? We did. In yeah. The apartment? Yeah. yeah, it's, it's, so it's a funny movie. It's a funny, funny movie. Coming, yeah. <laughs> uh, whatever happened to Jason Biggs? That guy's career really yeah. fell off. All right, what are your guys' thoughts on Murder in the First? Hey, Pete, you got anything on this? I told one? you, deep. It's 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 a great movie. It's just so. So I've deep. never I've never seen it. Oh, oh my god, dude! Put it. it top of your list. I streamed it on something. As a matter of fact, now I'm thinking about it. I think the crime he commits is he robbed. He robbed a grocery store of for, five dollars to help but, feed his sister. But they also were part of the U.S. Post Office, so, so it was it a, federal a federal crime. crime. Yeah, but still, like, so like, they go into a lot of history of it. Like, so Alcatraz was failing. The whole point of Alcatraz was to be like a, it was like a showmanship type thing. Al Capone, uh, we're going after the mom type stuff. But it was nearly empty. So then they started bringing in like petty criminals from around the country just to fill the cells to make it look full and this guy was one of them and he just he didn't mastermind or anything but there was an escape planned and it was he was one of four guys that attempted this escape two of the guys died he was one of the survivors the other survivor ratted somebody out so he got put back in the general population while kevin bacon's character got put into solitary and that's the character that's the person that he kills when he gets out of solitary he sees the dude in the mess hall that kind of ratted. I would have killed him too. Yeah, Fuck that. And he stabbed him with a spoon in the neck. Get that shiv, bro. Yeah. No, not even a shiv. Just like That's... went straight spoon uh. in the neck. Like you put enough force behind that bitch. Spoon him. It'll go in. Apparently. Though. JP Spoonums. <laughs> <laughs> I love JP Spoonums. Best. Best. Uh, Corned beef hash. Corned beef hash. Um, the Southside Eggs Benny. Mm-mm-mm. Johnny Cakes. Mm. Yep. I love you too, Johnny Cakes. If you're in Rhode Island, check out J.P. Spoonums for breakfast. Is it still there? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, very good. I saw a friend of mine uh, went up there uh, and asked me for recommendations. I was like, dude, you have to go to J.P. Spoonums. <laughs> dude, I'm torn right now on my number two pick. Dude. Uh, there's going to be quite a few movies left off this I list, know. and I don't like it. Two Swayze movies on the list. That's it. Right now we're That's at two wild. Swayzes? That's yeah. wild. Damn, dude. This is tough. Because, I, and here's the problem. Like you were talking about. Bacon will put in performances that it doesn't matter. And the one, I, I, alright, I'm gonna do my number two. There's going to be a movie we're going to have to talk about in the, um, the like honorables that I, I have to get into, but it's after, if you're going to do murder in the first, I can't put it on here. Cause they're, they're both too, uh, yeah. intense for people. I know which one you're talking about yeah. and I didn't watch it because you told me how intense it was. Yeah. Was it. There's only so much I can handle. All right. At number two. Jeff has selected Roadhouse. Get some Swayze on the list. Um, one of the finest action films of the 1980s. Meh. Meh? I just don't want to hear. There's, there's too much being left off. There's a lot being left off, but I had to bring Swayze back. I had to bring Swayze back. And 
The other Swayze movie that I could bring right now is nothing short of a number one. Um, I mean, it's Roadhouse, dude. It's it's. Pete, Vinny does not trust in you, and I don't like that. <laughs> Are you there? Is anybody here? Uh, everyone, oh, I'm here. everyone I'm left here. me. I feel like, uh, like I said, Roadhouse. Everyone just like I'm walked here. out of the yeah, room, yeah. like. I mean, it's a fucking roadhouse. It, first of all, all right. One of my favorite people on earth, Keith David. It's his first movie as a small part as a bartender. And if you don't know who Keith David is, go look it up. And then you'll be like, oh, that guy? Yeah, I know exactly who Keith David is. It is this mix of, like, sexy Swayze, but ass-kicking Swayze, and... Dalton. Oh, Dalton. I mean, come on. Sam Elliott. <laughs> um, it it's just I I, I mean I'm, I'm sure we've talked about Roadhouse before. Probably during one of the was it a, is this the nineties or eighties? It's sure. nineteen eighty nine. Yeah, yeah okay. we yeah, we talked about it in the eighties. Yeah, action. but man, it's 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 so fun. It's so good. You get the the blind guitar player. The music is amazing in the movie. I mean the atmosphere of like the old roadhouse bar like that doesn't really exist anymore and maybe that's because we're in like eastern pa and maybe we don't see it maybe it is still out there but this just idea of like going to the bar and not knowing what you're going to get into that is something that excites me because that's how i felt back in the day and then when i learned it wasn't like that i was really disappointed i always thought like People would be like, oh, we're going to Reeds and Bluebell. And I'd be like, oh, it's a bunch of preppy dudes there. I bet this is like the place I'm going to get into a fight. And like, no, not really. There's no, there's no preppy guys there. Uh, just a bunch of people drinking 25-cent Miller Lights or whatever. But like when I got to my mountain house, then you'd have like the the big trout and stuff like that. These bars where it was like uh, the bikers came in and it was like, oh, well, it's only a matter of time before the, the goddamn brawl breaks out. Oh, sorry. I had to take a big slug off my beer because I'm very upset that nobody's giving me any backup on Roadhouse. Oh, I, yeah. I mean, um, I, I talked. I talked a lot about Roadhouse on the uh, '80s action. Uh, it's a great movie. Full. It's like full of amazing one-liners. Great action. Great villain. Terry Funk. Villains. Yeah, t- Terry <laughs> Funk. Terry Funk's in it. Um. I, th- I think it's the quintessential Swayze movie. Like, there's another movie that is a great movie with Swayze in it, but I think this is the quintessential Swayze movie. Right? Like, this is the one. If if you went down the street and asked 100 people, name a movie Patrick Swayze's in, they're going to say Roadhouse. Nin- I, I 99 would... out of 100. Mm, no, most people are going to say Dirty Rose. Dancing. Dirty dancing. Fuck it's gonna know. be people are Look, gonna eat this. Nobody say, puts dirty baby dancing. in the corner, and I love dirty dancing. But I think more people would know Swayze for Roadhouse than Dirty Dancing. I think I think, I don't it, think so. You I don't think, think so either? I think I think huh. it's it's gonna be toss up of Dirty Dancing, Roadhouse, and Point Break. I think Ghost. Yeah, yeah I, I was gonna say Ghost, maybe. Ghost is weird though, because it fell under the radar. 
it was so big at its time, and then I feel like nobody even talks about it anymore. Nobody watches it. Nobody cares about it. And yeah, it's, I, mean, I don't know. I, I think it's a great movie. Personally, I don't think I could put it on this list with the Bacon Swayze face off, but like, I think Ghost is a great movie. I didn't know. It was like I thought. I didn't know if you guys throw me a curveball and mention these movies, but I thought maybe it'd be a violation that we're not going to mention like the Footloose, the Dirty Dancing, the Ghosts, because they're like some of the most widely known movies that these guys are in. Yeah, it's but not. They, they just don't interest me. It's absolutely not a violation, but that's what you just said is spot on. Like the movies that interest me are also great movies that yeah. they were in. Yeah. Uh, dude, I'll I'll watch Footloose. I'll watch. I, I love Dirty Dancing. I mean, it's it's the most ridiculous movie you'll ever see, but it's like, dude, Swayze, hard ass. Nobody puts baby in the corner. Like, there's no reason to not like the movie. Like, you're not like Ugh, just like another teen drama bullshit. No, you're like, it's a good fucking movie. And so- Footloose, Footloose is actually goofy. I mean, yeah. I'll, I'll give you that. Look, no, don't hate on Footloose. Like the producers looking at me like, what the fuck? No, don't hate on Footloose, but it's goofy as shit. A town that doesn't allow dancing. <laughs> Come on. Because <laughs> <laughs> of the priest, and then like the dad with the oh god, it's just it's too over the top. But like, oh my god, my favorite part of Footloose is like the aggressive dancing montage. Where it's kind of like a Rocky montage where he's training. Oh, so. <laughs> but I love it. I do. I do. I love it. All right. So number two. That's Roadhouse, baby. Yeah, Roadhouse. Number right. one is. Number one. Tear. Pete. All right. Look. You don't got to apologize. I've I know caught it. Some heat. I've caught some heat. Some people call it some cheap heat in, in wrestling <laughs> on this podcast. And. <laughs> I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna. Before we even get into this, I'm, I want to say that Point Break is one of my favorite movies of all time. I own three different versions of the same T-shirt design in different colorways because I love that. Movie As well, so much. you should see you in the next life, brother. However. As we talked in private before this podcast aired, I had some had some memory of that movie being entered into the Hall of Fame, meaning that it could no longer be number one pick on a list. And we all kind of had foggy memories of that. I have foggy memories about most of our shows. So it's um, it is the number one pick in two of our previous lists. In the 1990s action, it was number one. And in the Keanu Reeves, it was number one. Um, I, to be honest, completely forgot about the Hall of Fame procedure and that it could no longer be number one in the list. But As an avid listener, I, uh, I did have it in my head when I was making this list. Now, it was on my list because I couldn't remember if it was, can it be number one? going to be on the list just not number one or what was the rule if someone you know i'm sure maybe someone could has listened back and could remember better than me but i have my number one 
It is if, the number one. If the number one that you're going for, keeping Point Break out because of technicality, if the number one that I hope you're going to say, I am completely on board for because it is my number two. But and if you're see... if, if, if you're a listener and you don't like my number one picks, come on an episode that I'm on and beat me in trivia. Woo. Yeah. Because that's, yeah. that's, that's, that, that's his, yeah. That's all I got to say. He's not wrong. Yeah, you, <laughs> clearly you are the master of trivia. Getting well, I'm not the master of trivia. I, I feel like I've gotten lucky. But I beat our ass. So. The, fir- the first, the, the number one pick has been sent in. All right, let's hear it. <gasps> okay. It looks like we have a winner for the list, too. Ooh, but my heart is. At number one, Pete has selected the 1990 movie yeah tremors oh okay, i'm on board Cole. for that i'm not i'm on, I ain't mad number, at it that's my number two it is not in my it's actually my number five oh yeah it's my, my number five God, my however <laughs> we will get into why it is my number five all right well let's hear pete first pete peter Thomas. bring it on so i do feel bad i do feel bad about swayze but you cannot even bring kevin bacon into a conversation without talking about tremors very correct and this i'm not even i don't know how mainstream this movie really uh it would be considered but it's, it's very mainstream dude it was yeah, a it, it was it, a video rental staple i believe right but i mean this was like his launch into like something that wasn't like i mean he was very dreamy in this movie but it's something you know that he was it wasn't footloose you know he wasn't the heartthrob and he wasn't getting a knife pushed through his neck in Friday the 13th this was a movie where he was one of the two heroes um it's an action horror movie where underground worms that are uh from the precambrian era uh that just so happen to look like either giant dicks or giant turds eat people from underneath the ground um, and it's it also sparked at least one good sequel, arguably, you know, however you feel about all the Tremors sequels, arguably many good sequels. I would argue many, and I just want to say, um, because of this list, I think we should do a complete Tremors franchise list at some point very soon. I don't know that that's that difficult. <laughs> I don't know that yeah, it's, it's like one. I, I think it's like a, I think it's a ten minute conversation. No, it's not. No, the the sequels are great. I mean, it pretty much goes in order, though, don't you think? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, because the, the dude who played Bert ended up directing like the last three. Yeah, but have you seen Look, the new one? Um, um, the one that takes Shrinker place in like the North Pole. Trigger Island, yeah. No, but the, no. I mean, I was waiting for the series. Like Bacon's in the series that they yeah, never, the series, nobody picked the up. Yeah. I think, I think but COVID may have. There's, there's way one that. that's like a western. Uh, I believe it's that tre- was pretty good. Tremors, like back to the original, or I don't know, something uh, like that. But uh, it's called Back to Perfection. Back to Perfection. The, ta- yeah. the town's called Perfection. Right, 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 right. Yeah, right. Perfection, Nevada. So, I'm a bit. I'm a I bit think of we a should Tremors do the whole nerd. series. <laughs> so I actually. So the producer gave me a lot of flack because at one point I had every Tremors movies, uh, the Blu-ray for every movie in the franchise in my Amazon shopping cart. <laughs> and she said, 
what the hell is going on? <laughs> Why do you need anything after one? Yeah, no, I mean, Bacon and Ward, dude. Yeah, so that's the other thing. Like, that duo, they their chemistry, they were great together. Dude, the, the one-liners are flying. Yeah. Like, they're so good. I, I, I had a bunch of quotes written down. I just lost them. Um, oh, well, so, I'll them again. So, I'm a bit of a Tremors nerd. I've been watching these movies since, like, since I was too young to know that they're comedies. Like, when it was they, still like, kind of scary. Like, they legit scared the shit. Like, I was, like, six, seven... You know, like I think I saw the first one on, for, on TV for the first time. Um, but I remember, so my cousin Courtney, who uh, were more or less the same age, she's six months older than me. We went, um, I mean, we grew up down the street from each other. Uh, we went through school together. She's getting married on Saturday. We would have, we had a sleepover when we were, you know, seven, eight years old. Went to Blockbuster Video. And we're like, all right, you pick out a movie, I'll pick out a movie. She picked out, like, Mary-Kate and Ashley something. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, we'll watch yours first, and then we'll watch mine. And I I rented Tremors. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I think she was so scared that, like, she had to get picked up. <laughs> Jeez. Um, so, um, I mean, those creatures are terrifying if you're a little kid and you don't know that it's supposed to be funny. Um. And I don't even know how funny it was really supposed to be. They have the guy from uh, the 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 Chinese guy from. Uh, I mean, he was in all sorts of things. Was he in? Was he in Gremlins? Uh, he plays the the shop owner. Yeah, I'm trying um, to think of his name. He's in a uh, Big Trouble Little China. Too. Yeah, he's definitely in Big Trouble yeah. Little China. He's uh, yeah, he's, he's egg. He's egg in Big Trouble Little China. Yeah, I can't remember his name. I, I could. Probably couldn't tell you his name even if he gave me 20 he's, minutes. He's, yeah, he's one of those longtime Asian actors that probably never really got his due that he deserved. But, um, you know, uh, great performance by Kevin Bacon. Funny, scary a little bit. Introduction of Burt Gummer, who's one of, like, the greatest. Uh, like, if you're going to talk about people in movies who are, like, gun nuts, he might, he's in the conversation yeah, in the top hilarious. five. Broke, broke into the wrong rec room, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. And uh, what's it? Reba McIntyre plays his wife. Does she? I don't even remember. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, she's only in the first one. Uh, Victor Wong. Yeah. Victor Wong is the Asian guy. And the the running joke kind of thing is I think um, Bert has a different wife. Wife in every movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Like I said, the last three are his movies. Like he It became his right franchise. Yeah. And Jamie now Jamie Kennedy is like his long lost son. Yeah, that something. became a thing, but not not in the most recent one. Um, he got replaced in Trigger Island. Uh, I forgot the name of the actor. Is it some? Is it like supposed to be the same person? Just looks like Jamie Kennedy? No, no. <laughs> uh, this thing I saw Jamie Kennedy. We gotta do this franchise. Jamie Kennedy was in the uh, the last blockbuster documentary. That's the last thing I saw yeah. him in. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. Um, anyway, so again, no disrespect to what I consider one of the greatest action no, movies of all time. You're not, you're not disrespecting it. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, I do. Uh, um, do we want to do a recap before we do? Yeah, um, yeah. Let's, uh, yeah, let's go do. through a recap. Let's go through which actor, which is pretty obvious, but which actor won the cage match? Producer? All right. 
So as a recap for the list, at number 10, X-Men First Class. Number 9, Flatliners. Number 8, Wild Things. Number 7, Red Dawn. Number 6, Next of Kin. Number 5, Death Sentence. Number 4, Stir of Echoes. Number 3, Murder <laughs> in the First. Number 2, so. Roadhouse. And number 1, Tremors. Uh, so pretty, pretty easy victory for Mr. Kevin Bacon. Mm-hmm. Now, I do want to say, you know, Patrick Swayze's life was cut way, way too short. Yes, we lost, sir. We lost him way too soon. Yeah. Um, and but the things he was doing at the latter end of his career were not great. So, but he, I, he I would like to, I would like to think he would have. Had a resurgence. I absolutely, and I think with some... the um, the Expendables movies, I think he would have popped up in there. Yeah, I think he would have been. I know they did like that um, Dirty Dancing Havana Nights. I he was think. in that. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying like he would have been a big player in a lot of this remake shit. Because they, I mean, the remade I mean, Point Break. They, they made rem- that yeah. awful remake of Point Break. Yeah. He probably. Well, no, he couldn't have shown up in that. He would have. <laughs> he couldn't have. He would have. Um, I think. I think it, uh, there should be a, a li- an untouchable list of movies, and that should have been on there. And the people that attempted that should have had their hands chopped off, like they tried to steal a loaf of bread in like some <laughs> Riyadh, thir- third world country. Yeah. For you mean for for remaking Point Break? Yeah. Uh, all right, so let's actually hold on real quick. Let's go into closing beers. Okay, Pete, Pete do you have a different um, beer for closing? I do. Oh, good. What do you got I have uh, this is from uh, Departed Souls Brewing. Um, they are out of let me see if I can read it on the can here, uh, Jersey City, New Jersey. Um, and it's uh, into the Highlands. Uh, of course def- it is, you Highlander motherfucker. <laughs> into, into the Highlands, definitely not gluten-free, cherry-smoked, wee-heavy Scottish ale. Ah, cool. All right. I dig that. We have, out of uh, Workhorse Brewing Company from King of Prussia, Pennsylvania, also another Southeast selection, we have their Oktoberfest, because it's tis the season. Tis the season. The end Late, of Oktoberfest, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Late September, Oktoberfest season. This is a German-style Marzen Lager. So Workhorse, uh, they do some cool mm. stuff. They have a huge space in Southeast PA, King of Prussia. Um, and they're kind of they're kind of low-key. Um, I don't think they're talked about among like the beer nerds of having the best hazy IPA or having the best double dry hopped IPA, but they're putting out good stuff. And what kind of put them on the map was they did that, that pony six pack. Have you seen that? No. So they put out like, it was like a, a pony sized can. Maybe it was like an eight ounce can type deal. And it was supposed to be a beer flight, but in can form. So it was a little baby can, but come on now. Our producer is what wild. No, it's the workhorse theme. Oh, what? The, yeah. Oh my For goodness! So whatever class. we talk about, you're just like going on <laughs> the thing and playing their music. So it was a really cool thing. I I, I think they had like a a uh, 
like a copyright on it or something. But you know, you can go to a brewery and get a flight of all their different beers. They had that in can form, so it was all the flagships mm. in a little baby can. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's in, awesome. Like a six or eight pack. It was cool. And yeah, they're doing stuff. And this this Oktoberfest is, is a good. It's very good. Yeah. yeah, very fits the season quite well. I actually bought these cans the day after they canned them. I've been up in the fridge for about a month or so, but they're still delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, so who? All right. Let's... Should I start with the serious, or should we? What serious? The 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 the. What do we call them? Discards. Well, yeah. So I think we need to talk about Point Break first, and we don't have to go in depth. I don't because... think we need to talk about Point Break. Everyone loves Point. All right. Break. Well, let me just give my little spiel then. All right, guys. I believe Point Break. For Swayze, was his best movie. It was Magnum Opus. Huh? Magnum Opus. I mean, yes. I I just... Everything you want from Swayze, he did in this movie. He was cool. He had great lines. He was super smart. He had a great scheme going. He had great leadership with his group. He was... I mean, he was supposed to be the villain of the movie, but he wasn't really a villain because you cheer for him the whole time. Even when things go bad and um, he kidnaps uh, uh, Free Willy Girl and... Laurie Petty. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) But you're still cheering for him because Brody, I mean, he was such a great character and Swayze was so cool as that character. Like, just the best. The absolute best. Little hands says time to rock and roll. Yeah. Listeners, if you're playing the uh, Killer Pod from Outer Space drinking game at home, uh, that's a shot every time Vinny brings up Free Willy. (laughs) (laughs) Because it happens Have you brought up Free Willy before? Yeah, a lot. Really? (laughs) Yeah. You bring it up, uh, like, uh, a lot. Ugh. Interesting. It's well known that you're a fan yeah, of that you movie. You are a very big fan of Free Willy. I do love Free Willy. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah, I mean that is if if that's Look at this fucking guy. If that's the Magnum Opus for Swayze, the Magnum Opus for Bacon is a movie I don't ever want to watch again. It's called The Woodsman. I don't know if I want to watch this. Yeah, it's a rough me. one, but it is Oh, is this the one I read about this? Is he's the pedo? Yeah, and it is a it is an acting clinic. So it's him and his real life wife. Um uh what's her name? I'll I'll Kira Sedgwick. Yes, Kira Sedgwick. They work at like a, a mill in Philly. They they're uh it's it's all based in Philly. Most deaf's in it, Eve's in it. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, oh, we neglected to even shout that out, by the way. What? That he's a Philly boy. Oh, that's true. Yeah, born in Phoenixville. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, went to I think Kappa in, in Philly. Um, him and his brother do. They used to do shows at the Colonial Theater. I haven't seen it in a while. But the Bacon Brothers. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Th- this movie is it's not easy to watch. He is a convicted pedophile who just got out of jail. They relocate him to like South Philly. It looks like. He's across the street from a school. It's like, how did this even happen? Uh, Most deaf is his parole officer, and he shits on him the whole time. Like, there's there's nothing pleasant about this movie. 
but Bacon's performance is insane. It is an acting clinic. Um, I don't even want to go into the movie because it's there's just too much, and it just it wouldn't do any of it justice. Um, it's God, where did I watch it? Was it on Tubi? I don't. I think it was on Tubi. But my dad had watched it when I. They had filmed it at the Plymouth Meeting Mall part of it when I was working there. So my dad was like, "Oh, did you uh, pop into the Kevin Bacon movie?" And I was like, "I have no idea what you're talking about." He's like, "Oh, it's called the the Woodsman." And anyway, he watched it and told me about it. And he said, "It's really good, but it's it's messed up. Um, it's crazy, but it is literally like if we were going off of." acting chops alone for this list this is number one this movie is disturbing and it's not fun and it's almost um uh you feel guilty watching it because he doesn't uh man i don't know it's like he doesn't reconcile what he is like you watch him almost go back into that pedo mentality and then the thing that gets him out of it it's kind of like oh my god like he was about to do this again but if you have the heart watch it that's all I'm going to say but it is literally an acting clinic the the shit he does in this movie uh it's wild didn't wild i couldn't even i had to watch it in pieces i couldn't even watch like the whole thing through i had to like watch it in bits and pieces hmm. well Intense. i would say i would check it out but i just don't think i'm going yeah to. no that's the thing you can't tell someone like oh you should definitely watch that movie like yeah. it's it's not that kind of movie it's like i mean if you want to see some acting watch and kira sedgwick gets naked in it and she is a smoke show her body is bomb <laughs> but uh you quickly forget about that as you're watching the rest of the movie so there's two movies uh they're modern ones that i think would have been on my list or on discards but i didn't have a chance to watch and i'm wondering if you guys did uh both kevin bacon movies cop car and um uh, uh, you should have left so I didn't get to see you cop car, but I watched you should have left and you should have left is not good. Uh, it's almost like stir of echoes 2.0. Uh, I kind of have a feeling it was that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, same. Car, it's the same director, by the way, same director. Oh, as Jesus of echoes, Christ. Yeah. So yeah. Um, cop car sounded super interesting though. Yeah, it did. Um, it reminded me of, there's a movie called the Ranger. I think it's, it's like an independent uh, horror movie where it's like this, uh, I guess, forest ranger or whatever, and he's tracking down these punk kids who might have killed somebody or something. But it looked fun. I just didn't get to watch it, so I have no idea. Pete, have you um, seen that one? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you should watch Cop Car. It's good. Um, I remember liking it. Though I remember it also was like a, like I had 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 a few and put it on, um, but yeah, it was it was good. I don't I couldn't even tell you. I mean, not that you want to know, but I couldn't tell you how it ends. But I remember 
being apparently it has, a, it. it has a big twist. Mm. Yeah, I remember liking it. Uh, um, basically, the plot is that like these kids steal a cop car as a joke, and then like he's a dirty cop, and like there's some shit. I forget. I, maybe there might even be a person in the trunk or something. He's got a great mustache in it. I'll tell you what. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you yeah. what. Um, and it, it was like an IFC original or something. It oh, was okay. Like, it was like, uh, you know, semi-low budget. Yeah, um, IFC was doing some fun stuff for a while. Whatever happened to them? I think it was an IFC original. Um, I one? have I, IFC Midnight. No, no, just IFC in general was doing like fun shit when they had their own channel and stuff. Yeah, I think that kind of like fell apart. They had like this, they had some good series and stuff like that. Uh, one that I was super high on and I I didn't think it was gonna make the list. Uh, The Outsiders. Yeah, I am not high on that movie. Really, you don't like The Outsiders? So I watched that and it's one of those ones like oh well, this is like an American classic and it's just fell through the cracks for me and I was like I should watch it because Swayze's in it and I just was not digging it I mean it was hmm. the, the cast was like you know the who's who of the yeah. time it's the first movie that introduced the Brat Pack right but my god I'm like yeah like things were tough but they were just whining and crying the whole time like, do you know who made this movie did they, I didn't even realize this till I did my research this is a Francis Ford Coppola movie. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Uh, but I just got tired of Ponyboy whining all the time. Uh, he died. Oh, no, he doesn't die. Yeah, he doesn't die. Yeah. And then, like, the ending, there was no ending. Uh, well, Derry says we can't live like this anymore. Swayze. <laughs> yeah, but, like, uh, what's his name? Who's probably the best part of the movie. Uh, what's, uh, Jesus Christ. Who, Matt Dillon? Yeah, Matt yeah. Dillon. Who was... Pulls the gun on the cops. He was the star. Of the, like, out of that whole cast of Who's Who before they became Who's Who, he was the star of that movie. He took it. Yeah. And he gets shot, and then the movie just ends. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, Do you realize that... Swayze's barely in it. Yeah, he is. He's because he's like the older brother. Yeah. But like that was um, going to be a part of a joke I was going to do. Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. Matt Dillon. Hmm. Matt Dillon was in The Outsiders with Patrick Swayze. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just thought that was funny. <laughs> um, I just couldn't stand Pony Boy or the Karate Kid. Kid. Ralph Macchio. Yeah, yeah he's, the, he's the one that dies. He's, they yeah, they saved the kids. Yeah. Just, uh, I like Matt Dillon a lot. I liked Emilio Estevez in this movie. but I love Emilio Estevez. I just I, didn't I, get all the hype. Like, I wish he didn't get all born again. Yeah. Estevez? I thought he owns a, like a giant pot farm in Northern California. He might, but he's like born again. Like he, him and his dad, him and Martin Sheen, did some like crazy Christian movie, and they both like hate Charlie now. Because nah, they couldn't his... hate him that much because Emilio showed up in Two and a Half Men with Charlie Sheen. Well, this is I'm talking about way after that. No, this is only like, I mean, Two and a Dude, Half they Men. they booted Charlie Sheen off of Two and a Half Men, and that's when Ashton Kutcher came in. Yeah, but it wasn't that long ago that he was on there with. It was probably like 15 years ago. 15 years ago? Two and a half men? Yes! No, it was not. All right. 15 years ago. Another bacon movie that gets uh, (laughs) overlooked Animal House. 
Yeah. yeah. Super fun. It was on my list at number. Men, it was my number nine. Small. Yeah. Yeah. A few good men. He's he's too small. He's just yeah. too yeah. small. Yeah. I felt the same. So I was gonna say you could make a whole list of just bacon movies that he was just in, but like so because uh, I I was gonna put a few good men on that list, but also um, uh, Mystic River. Yeah, Mystic yeah, River. He's say... like one of the main cops, but he 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 doesn't have like a lot of lines. He's not well, like. But it's like, yeah, I wanted to mention Mystic River and Apollo 13 because... Apollo 13 was another one, they're yeah. They're both, like, phenomenal movies, but they, he didn't steal the show. Yeah, like he's Mystic, like he's just, like, sick in Apollo 13. He's, you Mystic know. River was the Sean Penn show, and Apollo 13 was the Tom Hanks mm-hmm. show. Yeah. Kevin Bacon was a great supporting role, but it was supporting, so I didn't think it had to be on the list. It's weird with Apollo 13, too. It almost feels like... He is cast to be supporting. You know what I mean? Like everyone just overshadows him so much in that movie. It's, oh yeah, it's like I mean, Gary Sinise, especially a few good men. Like oh no, well, yeah. He went in. He had to go in knowing, like, oh, I'm just gonna be. Yeah, I'm, I'm cool. here. I'm gonna be a part of it. But uh, I love that movie, though. God, I love that movie. Well, you know what? He's gonna be in soon. Who, Bacon? Yeah, the a Toxic Avenger movie. reboot. Really? Yep. It's him, Elijah Wood. Oh, it's going to be good. Are you serious? Yeah. And Peter Dinklage, right? Yep, Dinklage as Melvin what? the Mop Boy. Yes. So this thing's going to be serious. Oh, it's going to be good, man. I can't uh, wait. I think, um, who was doing it? Uh, not Lionsgate. Because they're, they're back on Saul, right? <laughs> are we going to see this in theaters? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, big time. Colonial <laughs> or, like, big theater? Actually, I think... Not to get off course here but i think if you're gonna have movies you better put them in the small theaters at this point the yeah. colonial is like falling apart around you and there's it's so charming it's not falling apart i oh, think yeah, it's it I, I think it's more of a, a factor of whether the theater can afford the real yeah sure uh, Dude, I, I think Colonial's doing all right. I think it's like the AMC's. Oh, I'm not talking about it's like falling apart, falling apart. When you go into the theater, like it's it's in rough shape because they're not in a hurry to restore it or anything like that. They shouldn't be. Yeah, no, they yeah, shouldn't. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you. I mean, you go I mean, up to like, the balcony, like the, they, the wallpaper's torn off the walls. They restored like the foyer and the bar area, and that's all beautiful. And they added those little mini theaters that are all nice. The main theater they haven't restored, but I don't want them to. I want to have that old, right? That old charm to it. Um, you know what I'm saying, producer? Another bacon, John, that we didn't talk about. Friday Thirteenth. Yep. Third. I mean, uh, arrow through yeah, the third. Yeah. Diner. River Wild. Yeah, there's a, there's a uh, lot of bacon stuff. The, the um, air up there. I like the air up. There. I don't like the air up there. Uh, I used to I like watch that it as a kid all the time. I My dad always had that it. on. My dad like picked these movies that he would just. Have one replay on cable like all the time in the Arab Arabs one. Yeah, it was always on. Um, I wanted to talk about. Uh, I mean, I know we mentioned it in passing earlier, the following, which was like two seasons, but that was it was a it decent was a like yeah cop cop drama that had like a recurring villain. Um, that was pretty good. And then I don't know if either of you have watched um, City on a Hill. Mm-mm. currently it's a new show on like it's now the second season just came out earlier this year but mm. kevin bacon plays a dirty cop in boston so it's like you know kevin bacon returned to he, he's done a bunch of movies where he gets to do a boston accent 
And I've heard him talk about it because he's like, I just love saying motherfucker. <laughs> Interesting. And, and, and cocksucker. Yeah, I mean, look. Uh, it's called what? It's called City on a Hill. Um, it's really good. It's like. On Showtime, it, you said? Yeah. Show, yeah, Showtime. Damn it. Uh, Go on YouTube. Search hashtag free the bacon. It's a good one. Yeah. And then he does something else on Funny or Die. I can't remember what it's called. But it's ridiculous. And and he had a, a show. I think it was on Showtime or something. It was called like Fuck Kevin or something like that. Oh, it's called uh, I Love Dick. That's it. Yeah, I Love and Dick. It's, it's an Amazon show. Okay. And I, I, don't, I don't really... But Catherine Hahn from... Uh, she's most recently known for... She was in the... The Marvel show with uh, the witch and WandaVision. Yeah, okay. she's like the bad. I haven't seen it, um, but you'd know her if you saw her. She's she's been a character actress forever. Catherine Hahn. Gotcha. Uh, the whole thing is like she's like he's a college professor and she and his name's Dick and she like falls for him. I I've never seen it, but it the premise sounded funny. Mm. So I'm gonna give you two more Swayze movies that I really like. One is Young Blood. Which is the hockey movie? Keanu Reeves is uh, in it. Rob yeah, Lowe. Yeah, it's super fun. I don't think it's list worthy. Maybe number but, ten. It would be fine. But it's worth a watch. Yeah. I would suggest anybody watch it. The other one is one that I just found out about this week. Swayze. It's like eighty eight, eighty nine. It's called Steel Dawn. It is a Vestron movie. So it's basically like Canon. Uh, you know, remember Canon movies? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like a post-apocalyptic Mad Max meets Hell Comes to Frogtown. And it's just Swayze with like a sword beating the shit out of people. Hmm. And he got like a, he's got like long hair. and the, um, There's a bunch of familiar faces in it like the uh, – uh, God, what's his name? The dude that plays the mummy in the mummy movies with Brendan Fraser. Yeah. And he's in it. Um Guy from the Fifth Element is in it. Uh, he's like the the chief of police or whatever. Anyway, it's just one of those movies. It's like a desert, post apocalyptic John, and it's just Patrick Quay- Patrick Swayze just kicking asses. It's super fun. Um, like I said, if you've seen Hell Come to Frogtown, if you've seen like uh, Mad Max, it, it's right along the lines. And I was thinking when I was watching it, I was like, how the hell did they get him to do this? Because it is... Watch it, and you'll be like, I, I can't even understand what the, the well, pitch would have been. Is it one of his first? No, it's like 89. Uh, uh, I think yeah. they thought I think they thought it was going to be like, oh yeah, you know, we're going to capitalize on this post-apocalyptic thing. <laughs> and it was just like, he's like standing on his head meditating the uh, the main character is like the guy who directed its son. <laughs> anything else? Anybody want to drop anything else? I mean, th- these are two great actors. Yeah. No, I was just thinking when when you brought up uh, Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon, um, that would have been an interesting uh, way of getting trivia. If you could, if you could get the, to a degree faster than anybody else, but that would have taken forever. Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> I want to say no, but at the same time, I look at Vinny and I think the only thing I can think of for Bacon is playing trains and automobiles, because he was the dickhead that 
sold a cab <laughs> in the opening scene. But is he in the movie? <laughs> yeah. Like I mean, is he in it after that? No. Yeah. About 90 seconds. But it's awesome. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like you said, also Phoenixville, Philly guy. Um, I, I think he's a great actor, personally. I think him and Swayze are great actors. I agree. Um, yeah, I have, a, I have a lot I could talk about just with bullshit, but, you know. He used, right. to do, he used to do the arts commercials for Philly. So we yeah, that's a, right. Huh? The arts I commercials? was just saying. Yeah, yeah. Come, saying, come yeah, to yeah. Philadelphia and experience the arts. That was Kevin Bacon used to do the commercials in like the late 80s. Yeah, like for the Kimmel Center and yeah. stuff. No, not the Kimmel Center, but like the art museum and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. I'm sure he did a Kimmel Center commercial, though. He should. It's that local pride. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I just want to bring up busy times coming up. <laughs> busy time. We're very closely approaching October, which is the horror season. Tis. So, tis the season. It is crunch time. So, we're going to have a lot of stuff coming at you, and we're excited about it. We will have. Uh, we haven't talked about Watch Us or Dies, but we'll have a bunch of those coming at you. Um, yeah, we'll- yeah. Hit me up for some of them. Oh, for sure. I uh, I usually try and do the uh, watch a horror movie every day of October, and I post about it uh, to anybody. And I usually, usually until like. The end when I want to hit my favorites, I usually try and do ones I haven't seen. So if anyone wants to hit me up and give a recommendation or whatever, Swilling Scoundrel on Instagram. Uh, I'll well, be... I'll, yeah, I'll get to plugs and we'll, <laughs> yeah, we'll yeah. do that. Yeah, hold your horses on the plugs there, guy. <laughs> because, uh, I mean, October's going to be like, like, this is the first October where, like, we have so many shows. We have. Uh, Slasher is already going on. We have What We Do in the Shadows is already happening. We have Creep Show dropping tonight. We have Mike Flanagan's new show on Netflix dropping tomorrow. And then there's like a handful of other shows coming throughout October. Like Chucky, I know what you do. I know what you did last summer. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff. But anyway, episode. Do we wise, have any faith? Do we have any faith? And I know what you did last summer. The no. only faith I have is that they're going to stick more closely to the novel. Okay. Because didn't MTV just like shit all over Scream when they tried to do a Scream show? No, I heard it was uh, decent. I heard the um, they were doing like an uh, episodic thing. And the episodic thing wasn't super good. But then they would do like one big uh, one-off for Halloween. And they were good, supposedly. Okay. okay. Yeah, I mean, But they like- also took Teen Wolf and ruined it, so... I didn't read the the book, but apparently the movie the movie did not follow closely to the book at all, and it like really pissed the author off. Whatever, and the show is gonna follow more closely to the book, so we'll see what that means because I didn't read it. But um, okay, the Chucky show sounds very promising. Um, you have the Day of the Dead show, which I will not bother with. Uh, there's some other shows too. But anyway, as far as episodes go, we will have, we will certainly have Watch Us or Dies. Then in October, as far as big episodes, we have 
the October 1984 list in honor of Jeffrey's birthday. Hooray! So, Pete, will probably get you involved in that one. All right. Then we have the Haunted House list, which Pete will definitely get you involved in that one. That one's going to be murky, I feel like, because the, the, the lines of Haunted House, just me and Jeff have already talked about it, can be skewed. So the producer is going to be heavily involved because there might be a lot of DQs coming and you're going to have to be the judge and jury. All right, good. You're nodding at me. Then we have the infamous game show that we've been talking about that will happen in October. We Can't have, wait. We have the setup. We're ready to go. It's just a matter of us getting with Lyle. We will set up a date. The game show sounds awesome, and it will happen in October. Pete, you got to be involved in that one, too. Hopefully in person for that one. But I know October is, like, tough for you. But we'll figure it out. All right. <laughs> Super duper. And then horror comedy is probably the other one in October that we will do as far as a list. And that one will involve Calico Chris. Hooray. I'm yeah. excited for that. All right. Shameless plugs for the evening. On Instagram, you can find us. Killer Pod from Outer Space. You can find... Jeff as NL Cypher. You can find me as Cinema Pops. Pete, what's your Instagram? Swilling Scoundrel. And what kind of shenanigans are you posting over there? Oh, I post music and and movie stuff and memes. Yeah, I like your I like your music stuff over there. Untapped. Yeah. If you're talking. Ed. Oh, I uh I I have to post my because uh, yesterday was the autumnal equinox so i've switched over from my uh summer playlist to my fall playlist so i'll be posting that soon for any for like the two people that'll click on it uh i w- will be one of the two um it's 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 not a new one i've had it but i'll add to it and you know i continually add stuff but yeah anyway yeah cool um untapped if you want to see what we're drinking and where we're drinking um, my name on there is Vinny Marks. Jeff is NL Cipher. Pete, who are you on the old Untapped? And are you even using it? I have not. I right. I always forget. Uh, <laughs> I have I, I have a producer to remind me to constantly check in on Untapped. Letterbox, something that I'm even more excited about. Letterbox is like the Untapped of movies. You can check in what movies you're watching, give ratings, whatever. On there, I am Cinema of Hops. Jeff is NL Cipher. Pete, are you doing anything on Letterbox? No. Get on it, man. Pete, are you doing anything at all? <laughs> Just, uh, you know, fuck around. Get on Letterbox. As long as you're pantsless, man. that's all that really matters. <laughs> Letterbox is fun. I like seeing when people are watching on there and posting what I'm watching. But as far as movie goes, movies go if you want to see what we're doing on there all right let's close this bitch out peter i hope you're happy with the outcome yeah you were i think the, it was a good outcome you were the number one pick so any yeah, any complaints are falling on you no i hopefully I've, I've redeemed myself for those who 
We're unhappy with my uh, my pick with uh, Spaniard Scottish uh, Sean uh, Connery. Yeah, newsflash. Nobody was happy with that. Um, <laughs> but I love you. And Vinny, I love you. Producer, you're okay too. Until next time, I'm Jeff. He's Vinny. Peter, thanks for being on the show, man. Love, peace, and chicken grease. We are out of here. And we are out.